Hello and welcome to Podcast 572. I am your host as always, Kyle. I'm joined by my two friends, Dan and Matt. And we have a lot to talk about today because it was kind of like E3, not E3 week this past week. Yeah, many, and, many uh, fake E3. Many things like there was also some other crazy news that happened this week and we'll get to it in the news section. But there's just a lot to go over. Um, and we have a lot to talk about what we've been playing. I've had a shit ton of stuff to talk about that I've been playing. But for the first time, we've all played the same fucking video game. So we're going to talk the same about two week period. Yeah. Within the same two week period. So, and two of us actually played it together. We're going to talk about TM, TMNT shredders revenge. So, um, I don't think any of us dislike the game. <laughs> I'll start no, I, think it, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's, it's fantastic. It's really I, good. Like it's, it's a tremendous ode to those like super Nintendo Genesis era, uh, turtles games for sure. It's like, like, it's kind of crazy when you think about it's taken this long for them to do something like this. Like they've had like re-releases of some of the other games and stuff over the years, but never somebody to like take the time. Like, Hey, we should make a game like that. It's been a long time since there's been like a turtles game. I actually cared about because I remember back in like the PS2 cube Xbox days, they started putting out a couple turtles games. Like there was like, they based on like the Nickelodeon show. Not not even that. That was before that they were more, um, more cartoony based, but I remember getting excited for one of them. And then for them to be like, it's a two player game. It's like, well, yeah, but there's four turtles. Like, so it's, it's dumb. Um, I just, none of them ever caught me. Like I played through like the, the TMNT movie game. You remember that one when they did that movie? I I played through that. Um, but this was, this is the first one that's actually like, it feels a lot like an old one, but updated. It does. Like it's the best way to describe it, but it's, I mean, it's, Rip right from the 80s and 90s cartoon. Like, absolutely. Well, yeah, even some of the levels are titled, you know, the same the same as, like, some okay. of the old ones. Um, yeah. It has a very, like, Turtles in Time feel to it. But yeah, um, I really like the way it's broken up into, like, you know, quote-unquote episodes. And, like, the, yeah. the world map doesn't really serve a huge purpose, but it's neat to see. And, like, driving the, the van and the blimp around and stuff. Okay. It's made by Way Forward, right? The Shantae people. That's what well, I thought. This is. I thought this was made by, um, the Temu or something. What, what's that? Emu. Hang on. I think it's. And then it's Dot Emu. I should have done this right away. Yeah, Dot Yeah, they're okay. the publisher, and it's okay. developed by Tribute Games. Okay. They made. They made. Um, Mercenary Kings. They've oh uh, okay and like right. hook so they did some of the like earlier like switch type like beat em up type stuff okay yeah but they've right. done beat em ups before i mean i'm sure sh- and i'm sure the game runs fine everywhere like we i played it on matt and i played it on game pass because that's where it is i think you played it on ps5 yeah um i'm sure i'm sure it runs fine on the switch i mean it's not a these are, yeah and this publisher i these are the guys that redid street to rage 4 oh they yeah. did the, oh, the zombies they did the zombies um and Ghoul Patrol, like, remake thing. Really? Okay. Well, they I do a lot that. of that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. But this might be their first, like, foray into, like, taking an existing property, but then, like, making a new game with it. I mean, kind of. It's, yeah. I mean, it's funny to, to, to say that it's a new game because it really doesn't feel like it doesn't a new game. like a new game. It just but feels it does, like But at the same time, it, yeah, does. Not yeah, at it all. does. It just feels like a long Super Nintendo Turtles game. So... But it's really, it's really impressive. Who did you guys play as when you played? You I played as uh, Leonardo. That's who I played as too. For yeah. my first run. 
for your first round. I want to try, and I, I probably will this weekend because I'm going to play more of it for sure. But I would like to try uh, like April O'Neil and um, Splinter. And then, do you unlock Casey Jones? I'm assuming I would assume he's, you unlock him when you. He's not in the okay. Yeah, yeah. But so. um, you have to in order to like see everything, you have to beat it with everyone. So there's oh, incentive like each to character. replay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it can't be very long. Like I said, we I, when we when we played together, we made it through episode ten, and then I had to go do something. I think since you you both hit episode thirteen, yeah. So like this oh, is definitely yeah. like the end game. I want to say there's fifth there's fifteen total. I think um, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm pretty close to the end. So, um, you know, just playing through the story mode first, and then there's arcade mode, which is just kind of like the classic play till you die kind of a thing. Have you? Uh, had any- have you had any glitches with it? Because Matt and I ran across a glitch. I had one where okay. I had one. I'm not I, if it's the same one. <laughs> um, I was just I was fighting something. And got frozen, like kind of. In oh, place. okay. No. So Matt and I, the the I think it's episode eight. It's the one where you're in the air on the airboards. Right? Yeah, that level's not great. That's the that level's not great. Mm-hmm. But like we beat all the enemies, and then it's supposed there's a ship that's and only, the only reason I knew this because I had to look it up. There's a ship that's supposed to come down and dump off more enemies before the mm-hmm. end of the level. You fight the boss. That ship never fucking came down for us. We were just yeah. going in the air for like ten minutes. We're just like, what's happening? Like, are we waiting for something? Like, I had to look up a YouTube video, and then I finally told him like, we're gonna have to just restart the level. What probably happened is you had an enemy that got like knocked off screen. That's what because I'm guessing. That happened to me yeah. almost at one point where. Um, there was nobody left, but but I couldn't yeah. like you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, you can. And eventually, exactly. I just kind of hung out and moved around. And eventually, the guy came walking into the screen from the right hand side. But it was like that's what we did because we we went to all the corners of the screen and we're like trying, we're just hitting the air and like trying to mm-hmm. do something. Nothing happened, so I was like, let's just restart the level. So yeah, that level, yeah. that level is a good, probably one of the worst things about the game is I don't like the levels where they force you to like jump kick stuff because that stuff doesn't seem terribly precise well, and, that's, and that's the other thing i told matt and this is i mean this is identical to the old turtles games but like i don't understand when i'm on a hoverboard in the air and the enemy is why i have to jump off the hoverboard to hit them we're both in the same like <laughs> relatively same space so like why am i jumping to kick him when i could should be able to just punch him at it's the a same little, level? yeah and it's just a weird because um enemies move faster than you do in those do. things so like trying to keep yeah. up with them and move around is difficult yeah um so like that level and then like the skateboard level earlier on like those those levels are are the weaker parts but any level where you're kind of like run through and just kind of doing stuff is really 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 good it's really good yeah I yeah mean, oh yeah brings back the memories of all those turtles games from the 90s so and I mean, I, I mean, I'll say like I I didn't grow up watching the turtles. This is something that came to me a little bit later. I played those games though, but I yeah. didn't watch the cartoon as a kid. I, I was watching other stuff. So, but I played those games because I had friends that played those games, and those were even if you weren't a fan of the turtles at the times, those were great games to play with other people. Yeah, and this is just another one of those, <laughs> like for sure. And then like I was I was telling you before that um, the other thing I really like is. So it is up to six player, and it's Which very easy nuts. to like <laughs> join a game. Like you, okay, you, you can There's play with a ton of people, people playing, and it's crossplay. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, it's it's a little weird because basically you pick if you want to play story or arcade. And arcade again, it's just kind of like you play until you die, and then it kind of it's weird because it doesn't tell you what level they're on. But okay. it'll tell you like what percentage of the game they're through. So it'll be like fifty percent, <laughs> so like half that. Okay. But it'll tell you like how many people are in there and who they're playing as. 
So I easily, I was able, yeah, I was able to easily find a game that already had four people in it. That's cool. So I joined that and they were like halfway through the game. I joined that and then eventually someone else did too. So there were like the six of us running around beating stuff up. Like it gets really chaotic. Yeah. But it's um, like, like really can't because everybody just spamming supers and like throwing stuff around. But it seems like they add a couple more enemies when they do that. That would make um, sense. To kind of balance it. But it was fun. Like, it was just, it's crazy as hell, but it's fun. And then, like, if somebody gets knocked down, you can run over and, like, feed them a pizza to get them to stand back up. <laughs> you can, okay. um, you can, like, high, high five each other to cheer each other up and stuff in the game, which is like a good. boost. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just really fun. It's the kind of thing where perfect game if you want to sit down and play a lot of it, perfect game mm-hmm. if you want to sit down and play a little of it. And for it to be able to, to like, just jump in and play with random people, especially in a game where, like, communication is not necessary like it under it any really, not for that type of game yeah no. um it's fun it's something i could see myself playing constantly just because yeah. it's it's a great I mean, and i would also say like right now like especially this weekend next weekend is the perfect time to try like joining other people's games like that because mm-hmm. eventually that that audience will die off i think it'll hang around for a while just because it is a game pass it is a, and it's it it also fun, a great game <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, and it's really it does, good yeah but it, um, it does it for it so you're right it'll die a little bit but um it's it's infinitely replayable for sure so, oh yeah for sure that, i mean that that pretty much covers TMNT. I, I don't mean, I don't, again, we don't have anything negative really to say about it other no, than a couple of glitches and really stuff. Good. Um, so I can jump into some of the stuff that I've been playing. Um, and some of this ties into E3, E3, not E3 week because there's a bunch of shit that happened and stuff that got announced. But the first one I'll talk, well, the first one I'll talk about because I can talk about it briefly is, uh, Sniper Elite 5, for me at least, continues to be disappointing. Uh, and this is, I'm strictly speaking on the PC version of it at this point, but uh, my buddy and I, we've just decided to wait until they patch the game because we have yet to be able to finish a level without it just quitting out on us. And it has Damn. to be something with the game. Like, yeah, a like sing- so you can a- finish a single level in co op. <laughs> yeah, like we've tried, oh. we've made it through three levels. Every single one of these without fail, there's been a point we've gotten to where one of us has got kicked out of it. And so we have to go back, try to get to the checkpoint that we were at to finish it. There was the, I think the one that broke us was that we were on the third level and we were, we, we were all the way to the end, right? And at the end of the level, you have to get on this boat. He got on the boat. My guy just froze. And that was the end. And like the achievement didn't pop. So, you know, we didn't finish the level and we had to That's go back crazy. and play like half of the level just to finish it. So that was when we kind of both collectively made the decision, like we're we're just gonna wait till they patch it. So it just, I and I don't know, like again, that could just be the PC version of it. I have no idea. So, but I just for my end of things, like as someone who's played all those, I'm just disappointed in this one as it stands right now. Um, so that kind of covers that. Uh, I'll briefly say, like for this past week, I went so far down the hole on that Vampire Survivors game on PC that like I had my TV connected to my PC now in, in my office so I can just play that game with the controller. Uh, <laughs> sure. And I played it. I played a shit ton. Like I'm on like the third or fourth level of that. Now uh, there's a lot more to it than I thought there was for being a $3 game. Again, I, I'll say again, like it's the best $3 game I've ever played. Like it's ridiculous. The amount of content that's in it. Um, and then the other reason I hooked up my TV to my computer is out of the blue. And I, it's funny because I just said the other day, I'm like, Man, I feel like they announced they were going to put Deadly Premonition 2 on PC, and it's out now. It came out. Right. On Steam. 
So I bought it because I had I had to know. I'm a huge fan of the first one. I do own it on Switch, but it's such a broken mess that I never yeah. played it there. Yeah. So I was like, well, because by the time I was ready to play it, they were like, hey, we're going to make a Steam version. I'm like, well, you know, that'll be better. Um, this is like it's it's both the best way to play this game, but it is also a terrible fucking port. So it is it's such a lazy port that you can't change like you can change some of the controls but the default controls are the switch controls so what i mean by that is a and x are backwards wow (laughs) so using an xbox controller on the pc you just have to get used to that um it does you can run the game at 60 frames but there are no graphical options and there are no options to adjust (laughs) it kind of doesn't that kind of doesn't surprise me because that game (laughs) You know, back when it first came out on like the 360 and stuff like that game, just never cared about. No, I'll I'll say this. If you enjoy the original game for what it is, it is the same level of we don't give a fuck that they did with the first game. (laughs) Uh, That being said, uh, it's fucking fantastic. Like everything about it. I I, I enjoyed the first game. It's Twin Peaks, a video game. And this is just more of that. It's actually it's both a prequel and a sequel. So like the beginning of the game, yeah. you're playing as a different character. There's interviewing the main character from the first game, but he's older. He's like in his 70s. And then it's a flashback to five years before the events of the first game. So when you play oh, those parts, okay. you play as that character um, because they start referencing like events from the first game, but he doesn't want to talk about them. And there's like weird idiosyncrasies around that. So it's really good. But also the other thing I'll say that's like, yeah, you have to be in the mood for this type of game. You have to know that going into it, it's a very story driven game. The first 35 minutes of this game is all dialogue cutscenes. Excellent. That you just have to sit through it. (laughs) But I mean, that's what those games are. They always were like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Like they're weird. They're it's crazy. They're it's made. Really, really yeah. They're, they're made to be the way that they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it actually prompted me to go back and finish my last run of the first one. So I dug out my 360 copy again. The, I'll oh, wow. also say this, like the, the 360 backwards compatibility on, if you have a one X or you have a series X, the greatest way to play that game. Cause the PC version port of that game is incredibly broken. You have to mod it to get it to work. It's like the original Dark Souls PC board. <laughs> so in that regard. So for whatever reason, the 360 version that they made backwards compatible, it's the best way to play it because it plays at a lock 60. It does it look great. Absolutely not. But it never did. Like it always looked like this weird, like it could have been on the Dreamcast like era yeah, game. It always looked like a generation <laughs> like, older, like a, yeah. like yeah. a late a late PS2 game, like it's it's dark. Exactly. And like yeah. if you look, especially if you look at like the original cover art for the first Deadly Premonition, Ooh. it's not the game that it presents itself as. No. It looks like Ooh. some crazy horror game. And there's horror elements to it, but like literally, it's it's literally like that guy loved Twin Peaks and he made a game about it. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, hanging out, walking fantastic. around, talking yeah. to people. So I, I love and adore that game. So I went back. I'm going to finish my original run. And then I'm going to go back to this new one. I played like an hour of the. So I'll say this. Like, if you've been waiting for a way to play Deadly Premonition 2, PC version's totally playable. It's just don't look at it as being a crazy port where you can do a bunch of graphical things because it's just a Switch game yeah. on PC. Oh, um, and these, okay. day, these days, any game that is like a PC port of something that's been out on a console <laughs> tends to just be a PC port of something that was on a con like yeah, they tend not to change yeah. very much. That's kind of how the, that from my understanding is kind of how the Sony ones have been too, like horizon and uh, 
God of War. And yeah, some but there's, I mean, there's not much they really have to do to those no, to put no, them on PC. Like, games as long as they great. run the way they do on a console, those are fine. But I think those games actually have graphical options. There's difference. Like this well, has nothing. It's just, hey, it's 1080p, 60 if you can handle it. Right. Um. So other than those things, I played a little more Days Gone. I don't really have much more to say about Days Gone. I think I think that it's a very cool game. I still don't like the protagonist, but. I like the world and I think the world yeah. is the best part. Of the game. So, and then uh, two, I'll mention two demos I played and this will wrap up what I played. Cause it was, you know, E3, not E3 week, uh, the saints row character creation demo, which, so I'll go down and say like, I'm a big fan of saints row, especially like the two and three era. Those yeah. are probably the best ones. Four was a good game, but it was just it went too far. And when it ended, it's like we can't do anything <laughs> like at that point except reboot it. So I don't think that rebooting is necessarily the worst idea, but it needed um, to be like there was a, a choice. The, <laughs> the character creator, uh, it's not as great as I thought it would be being it's been 10 years since we had a Saints Row. I thought there'd be a lot more options. Not really. It's kind of like. There's some stuff you can do, but it's not as crazy as you would think. Uh, and I also say like they, they have like you can do like you can have like a I don't know what it's called, like a cheer and a taunt. Yeah, I don't know what the other one. OK, those I think are kind of lame. The only the only one I liked was uh, it's called Van Down by the River. And you're literally doing the Chris Farley. Oh, like, yeah, I can picture it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that That's was like, one. that made me laugh out loud. But like the rest of them were kind of whatever. Like if you go back to like Saints Row 3, they had like a bunch of wrestling ones in there and shit. Like, I don't know. This yeah. doesn't happen. So I don't know. Makes I was sense. like, it, it's okay. But like, I'm still looking forward to playing the game because I want to see what that's like 10 years later under a new engine. Like that's going right. to be cool. Yeah. Um, the other demo I played and, uh, it, you would think this game, I would be all about this game and, uh, I'm not <laughs> is uh metal hell singer, which is that like, it's like doom, but it's a rhythm game. It's like, imagine if you're playing doom, but you have to keep the rhythm with how you shoot the gun. Oh, I did oh. see that. Man. Yeah, I did see that. I don't think that part of it works very well. I don't and maybe it, it sounds just, very well. Like when I play doom, I just want to fucking kill. I can't do that in this game because I have to match the rhythm of the music, which again, that's a cool idea, but not when I'm just trying to kill these enemies on the screen. I so. saw, yeah, I saw a video of somebody playing it and like, um, I don't know. It seems like, like you said, it's a cool idea, but it doesn't, I don't see it doesn't how translate it well. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to watch like the cursor and the cursor will move it to the time of the beat that you're right. supposed to, you know, keep. But again, like that doesn't work. And as someone who's played, you know, probably a thousand hour, hours of rock band over 10 years. Right. That I can get down to this. I could not with, with shooting a gun. It's just, I don't know. I was disappointed. Like, it, and it's a shame because I think there's a lot of goodwill in that game. So, but it's just, it's a, it's a cool idea. It just doesn't translate as well as I maybe thought it would. So that covers basically what I've played in the last couple, you know, what, two weeks since it's been here. So I'll kick it over to you, Dan. You can all talk right. about you playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of been I've been all over the place. I played a bunch of random stuff. Um, I'm at this point right now where, like, uh, you know, I've talked about trophies and stuff before. I'm I'm just trying to get like one a day to kind of keep like a streak alive. <laughs> sure. So I kind of have like a bunch of random stuff that's always like ready to go to jump in and get a trophy. And I finished my last couple ones, which were those Lego games. Like those, I'm okay. I'm done. I did all the DLC okay. ones, so I deleted that stuff off. So I had to find something new to do. So I I started. Um, Minecraft Dungeons, 
Okay. Um, which I'd played a little bit of when it went to Game Pass. Sure. Back when it first came out. And I actually really like that game because it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's Diablo because it's really not, but it's, um, it's, it's just kind of like, light. yeah, Diablo light. Like it's fun just kind of running around and like hacking and slashing and, and killing stuff. It can be a little difficult right. here and there, but it's, it's still fun to play. Um, and I, and, and then the main re- the other reason I like, I picked it up again was, uh, we talked about the magical Walmart we had. I got it for PS4, uh, like, okay. like the complete version with all like yeah. the DLC stuff the they'd DLC come stuff. out to up until that point for Verge. like five bucks. That's worth so, it. Oh, yeah, man. So yeah. why not? Um, so if <laughs> yeah. I need a trophy, generally I can hop in and play that for, you know, 20 yeah. minutes and get one. Uh, but okay. again, it's fun. And then it's another thing where like my, my kids are kind of into Minecraft. So they kind of like, they can easily play, play it and they can pick Very, it up and mess, they can mess yeah. around. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, tr- I, uh, I had this weird itch to play a fallout game again. Okay. And instead of playing four, which I've already played many times or, uh, or even digging out like three or new Vegas, I decided to just play fallout 76, <laughs> okay. um, which is a game no. that I've started like twice before I started when it originally came out and there was like, nothing to do yeah and then when they first released that um npc update a little while a while back i went back back yeah yeah we played a little bit of it then and that at least makes it feel more like a game Mm -hmm. um but i really wanted so i decided i'll play i'll play this and start over because maybe there is more to it now and it's still it's still kind of where it was where the npc thing came out i will say they fixed like the camps stuff better because one of the biggest problems of that game was like they really want you to build your camp and build your sediment which is fine yeah but the building is jank because like you can't ever find a nice place to build it was in four so well it Mm -hmm. was bad in four and this just didn't fix it no um but it's really jank because like you can't find flat ground and like to build something like raise stuff up and all this kind of stuff it's really annoying but they added this thing called shelters Okay. Um, which is really good where instead of having to worry about like trying to build on top of the land and all that stuff and stuff clipping through it, you can unlock the ability to have a shelter, which basically you go to your camp and you build it and you just build it anywhere. And it puts like a hatch in the ground okay. and you go in the hatch and you just have like a giant vault room. That's and cool. you can just put all your stuff oh, in no. here. Like, okay. Yeah. So like it's, it's a big square room. You can snap things. You can unsnap things. Like you can move stuff around. It's better because it's just like, Here's a space. Build in here. Put your stuff in here. Yeah, that's like a lot you can't. Better. I don't know if you can make it bigger. I don't think you can because it's a fairly big room. It's got like an entryway and then like a giant room. Yeah, um, that okay. makes that part of the game much more enjoyable because if I went down there and I put all, all my crafting stuff, I put a stash box, and I don't have to build like rooms and all this other crap on up you know, <laughs> yeah. on the overworld. Like it's just everything's down here, and that way if I move my camp, I don't have to be worried that like my structure will fit in a new area. It's okay. just in this room in the floor. It's like a hatch. You just go. Okay. Have they so. made a native like PS5, Xbox Series X version of that, or is it no, just? It's still. Okay. I'm still a PS4 copy of the game. Okay. And then, um, you know, I'm just I'm just chugging along through the storyline and doing all the story beats and stuff. But there's plenty of. I mean, now not that there's NPCs, there's plenty. There's content. There's it feels like a game now. It's probably like okay. ESO in the way where you could totally solo that game. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've seen people running around and I've seen other people's bases. Uh, the first thing that happened when I loaded in the first time was immediately as this message comes up with, so-and-so's launched a nuke. And then so like a nuke's <laughs> going to go off. But like that's part of the end game of that game where like you launch nukes yeah. 
and it kind of like brings out the big monsters, which give like the big loot and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there are people in games that I've played that are over level a thousand. That's not surprising. Holy uh, that is a lot. Like that it's is been out a for a while. And it's been out for a while, but like the game has a community of people kind of like are committed. And then you know, um, just to kind of jump into news quick, like they announced there's going to be the pit. I think. The pit is yeah. is back, which. That's fine. I, I always thought the pit was kind of a weak expansion. Are those paid DLCs or like how does this work? I think it's just part of it, isn't it? Okay, I don't know because I know ESO you have to pay for each DLC. Yeah, this one, this one, if it is, it's it can't be that much. But um, I don't know. I always thought the pit was a weak expansion for three, so I don't know if I really care um, too much. But it's it's nice that like. They still seem to care, especially with all the other stuff that's on their plate. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was kind of the thing when that game came out was kind of the promise of like, hey, we already know this game's going to be broken, but we're going to support it for years. Right. And they so, and they have, to be fair. Yeah, um, to be fair. I don't think it's I don't think it's gotten better on the scale that like No, no Man's Sky did. But it's, I would say yeah. even ESO. ESO was pretty broken when it first came out. Like, that's yeah. a totally playable game today. Yeah, it's uh, 76. It's fun to mess around in. It was cheap. I don't, I'm not on yeah. credit. Um, other than that, like I'm still playing Persona Five Strikers and Wonderlands here and there. Wonderlands is getting better. I'm almost done um, with at least like the story, and then I'll have to do like the end game stuff. But like it, it's getting better. You unlock more stuff, like okay. traversal stuff in the world, and um, I finally finally starting to get decent guns and stuff. But um, you know, I'll play through this game once and, and be done. Strikers is still fantastic just for the story. Like the no, gameplay is sure good, but the story is great. I finished. I think. I think I'm over halfway done now, which uh, it's it's still getting good. And um, I know what the next like jail is going to be, just because okay. they really kind of like tip it off ahead of time. And that that one seems like it's going to be interesting to play. And then the last thing I played was, and I did. It, I don't know why I did it. I did it just to kind of try it out. But I downloaded that Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. It's a game. plus game. This one. Yeah, it's a plus game. So I was like, I will right, we'll give it a shot. Do you have uh, it with the voice acting patch, or is that not out yet? Yeah, that they, that hit like the day after it was like free. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't know necessarily what I'm missing. Um, there's there's voice acting, you know, when you like pick your characters and like they do moves. It's a little annoying because it repeats quite a bit. But um, I don't, I think that game. I don't. Th- I think that game is pretty bad. <laughs> like it's not good. Okay. It's a I'm smash. Not- it's a smash clone with less stuff. Okay. And, um, a less the thing that the thing that really annoys me about it is like you know how in Smash you can hit up to jump. Yeah. Like that's how yeah. my, my brain is wired from playing smash for 20 years. Exactly. Is to hit up to jump. You it's can't, in this game. Game. you can't, it's an actual like button to jump. Oh, okay. It's, it is frustrating. Like I, so like if I get knocked off the that edge, my brain immediately like goes to push up, doesn't jump and I die. <laughs> um, yeah, I've played through arcade with a couple characters. Um, it's just kind of whatever. I don't, you know, I'm probably, I need to probably just delete it. But um, <laughs> it's not great. It's just a Smash well, clone. It's a plus game, so like, yeah. nothing was really special. Yeah, I tried it. It's not great, and I'm done. Oh, well. There you but, go. Yeah, Problem that's pretty cool. much everything I played. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add, Matt, other than uh, Team and Team? Nope. Just still jamming through Sniper Elite 5. Okay. And well, you're I, playing I, on Xbox, so you're not going to see any of the problems that I'm having. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, the problems you're having, and you're also playing with somebody, so I'm playing by myself. Yeah, you're playing solo. So, so. I mean, I'm okay. The only thing I did have a problem with was um, the setting was turned on to where people could enter my match and snipe me. Oh, that weird, like, mode they Dude, added to this one? I got pissed real quick because <laughs> I knew how to turn it off. I the game. Man, yeah. I was so angry for, like, a good 15 <laughs> minutes, and I was like... 
I about almost lost my shit. And finally, I figured out how to turn it off. And I was like, get the fuck out of my game. (laughs) I'm just over here trying to kill Nazis. Why are you messing with me, man? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I just I've enjoyed it. So, okay. I'm yeah, no, and, and that's like the thing I'd say. Like, I'm playing a co-op online, so I'm seems gonna like see... it's fine in single player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems like maybe co-ops where it's broken. So, well, we'll jump into the news because we got quite a bit to go, and they just kept adding stuff each yeah. day this week. Every day so, with something else. I think, and I mean, I have to look at the bottom here, but like, oh no, I did add that. So there, we'll we'll start. The first one I want to start with is not really. Uh, E3 news, it's more of just kind of a fucking crazy thing. So I'll just say my piece on it and we can move on. So one of the biggest influences I had on even starting a podcast or have for years is Giant Bomb and specifically Jeff Gersman, the humongous influence on me. Yeah. Uh, He has left Giant Bomb and it was a really fucking weird thing. It was all of a sudden it was just one day. but I think it it wasn't last Monday. It was the Monday before. So before all the E3 stuff. They just put up like a, a blog post and was just like giant bomb of Jeff Gersman have parted ways, which is we really tweeted too. like, Hey, tomorrow's my last day. Yeah. And it's a really weird thing. Cause like if this isn't just like another employee, this is the dude who founded this website. Right. And right. this podcast and all of this stuff. So, well, it's after, and it's already after like everything changed last year already. Yeah. So for him to leave, it's just kind of like, wow kind of a thing. It's kind of like the last nail though cuz like you had the the trio of people that left last May, so May mm-hmm. 20 2021, which it really kind of felt like their contracts were probably up and they didn't want to stick around with the new management. It seemed I, yeah. I mean again, we don't know these answers. Right. There's a lot there's a lot of behind the but scenes I stuff no one's ever going to know. But Yeah, I guarantee you a lot of it is contracts and this new company that came in that kind of took over. Um but he's out, he's doing his own thing. Uh I like it's weird. Like so now that he's gone, I tried a little bit. I tried. I tried to listen to their like reasoning on the most recent bombcast. I just think it was done poorly, and I'm sure a lot of it is we can't talk about it. Yeah, like what yeah. actually happened. But it's just they they kind of tried to keep hammering. Like please don't leave. Like please don't unsubscribe because this guy left. But like it's it's the point. I went. I listened to his new podcast, which like I don't hate it. Like it's cool. It's but it's just him. It's gonna so take if you want to listen to Jeff, him, listen yeah. for three hours. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff is someone I like a lot and I respect a lot, and he knows a lot. Um, a lot. His opinion, <laughs> his opinions are. I don't always agree. His opinions, as, as like you know. he is, he is very himself, which is great. I mean, it's fine, but like there are people who will not agree for sure. But for sure, I mean, he's gonna do fine. Like he's, he's his Patreon he's, has already exploded. His Patreon, um, I think, is the second highest video game one. Easily, if not number one. And like the giant bomb response to it was, you know, like we're going to add some people and they've added people I like. They added people I I don't care for. Um, (laughs) It's kind of a mix. It's a mixed Uh, bag. Like I, um, but as someone who, who'd listened to giant bomb for years and had followed Jeff since like GameSpot. Yeah. It was, and was there when the Kana Lynch thing happened and saw that whole thing explode. (laughs) Um, It's just a bummer. I mean, Giant Bomb was great, and I loved all the content and stuff. And like, people came and went as it was, but there was always Jeff, and there was always for a long time there was always Vinny and Brad and mm-hmm. Alex. You know, um, to to have Jeff leave and then to just think that bringing Dan back is the replacement—that's the other weird part of it's, it. It's yeah. weird. It's weird because like he specifically left to go work for WWE, and then the pandemic hit. So everything—I mean, obviously that screwed a lot of stuff up. 
Well, I will and say, then, and I, I don't know how much you've listened to the content since Jeff left, but Dan has been very vocal about why he left WWE, which is the same reason most people leave WWE. <laughs> so he had no he actual had control I, over anything. He had he ideas did. over what he wanted to do, but they had to go through the uh, man upstairs desk. And that guy just, as you know, Mr. McMahon, who's in a he lot put, of hot water right now for well, other stuff. Putting out $3 million. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe Dan <laughs> was the person who uh, who got maybe, the paycheck. I don't know. But he's been very vocal about, hey, this is why I left WWE. So, um, I mean, good for him. Weird. I mean, that doesn't seem like a place you'd want to work uh, for very well, long. I'm sure the pandemic probably hit, too, because like he left in January of 2020. And in March 2020, the pandemic started. So, right. you know, it's like, hey, I got this new job, but now I can't be with these people every day. So I'm sure right. that fucked yeah. a lot of stuff up. Yeah, but I mean, he's very um, – he's very – individually successful and he's been doing great like on his own twitch and stuff and he also has kind of his own brand and you right. have to either like that or you don't it's kind right. of the one or the other i mean i'm more in the i'm in the thing now where like i like dan but i feel like nowadays yeah. i tolerate him as opposed yeah, to i would say that i would as opposed i, I, to, I don't hate i don't hate him by any means I don't hate him. but no um his brand is his brand and i think it works individually and i think it works in small doses yeah, but like yeah. putting him on a podcast with eight other people at the same time. Well, they did also just say like they're going to rotate people, and it's not going to be eight every week. They just did that for the first one. Even still, so like, like that's it's still. too it's too much. It's but yeah, so, like, they, like it's a bummer. Long. But I mean, Jeff Jeff's podcast. I mean, it's not going to be long before people are on his his thing. And it, that's my thing is like I've listened I've listened to the first two episodes now. Uh, it's I mean, he's already mentioned on like some of the other people he's talking to, you know, it's not going to take long before he picks up another person. Right. You know, to, to help him out, because like right, right now, it's literally just that dude getting up at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday and recording a three hour podcast by himself. So, right. But it'll change. So yeah. I just it was more something I wanted to mention. I mean, I was with the Bombcast since it started. And then I thought about it, I'm like, man, that was 14 years. I listened right. to this weekly. So wow. it's kind of fucked up. Um. The next thing we can talk about on here, I'll let Dan, you can talk about this one more, but the, it's it goes in line with we talk about GameStop. We have GameStop questions to answer later, but yeah, this tell is me just about the some, GameStop walkout. Some mini GameStop news. I, I'm sure a lot of people saw this where it just, this, you know, this has been happening at places that aren't GameStop too. This has been happening at a lot of places, but basically a store in Nebraska in a mall got fed up. And surprise, surprise, they got fed up with uh, their DM you know, direct management and just basically tired of being disrespected, tired of being talked down to and basically said, screw it. And they all quit. And they put up a a fantastic note in the door that said, (laughs) if you want to go to a place where people give a damn there, here's three places. One of them's in this mall. So, um, it's great well, just because the mall is it another GameStop? No, so none uh, of these three things are GameStop. I think the whole oh. point was to be like, don't shop here anymore. Okay, cool. um, you know, because you know, some a lot of times people, if they're working by themselves, they lock the door to go to the bathroom. Um, I but had to do that once. <laughs> yeah, I've had, I it got to a point where I just did it because because nothing you know, you can do about it. If I got to the bathroom, there's nothing I can do about it. I don't really care. Slap a note on doors is back in fifteen. Yeah, you know, I don't give a shit. Technically, and I think technically at one point they even said that that was what you were supposed to do. Okay. At a certain point, I think that became like the rule. Wow. But um, apparently this has also happened again in this same mall, like, <laughs> or, or like in this district. This has now happened okay. twice. So it's um, clearly that district manager's probably yeah, a piece of they, you know, Kotaku <laughs> posted an article about it where they actually talked to the ex-manager. Okay. Um, just talking about like stress and anxiety were so bad he couldn't sleep. 
Hey man, yeah, as no. a manager, I had days like that. Yeah. And no. uh he, he took he notes he was only paid 17 an hour, which is only two dollars, which is only two dollars more than you know entry level at Target next door. Exactly. Yeah. Which um if anybody if anybody has any like thinks they know what the pay scale is at, at GameStop, let's break it down <laughs> for you real, real quick. Um if you didn't have keys, minimum wage, no question. Yeah, no question. If you had keys, maybe a dollar more. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a dollar fifty more if you were lucky. If you were an assistant, yeah. maybe two more than that. Yeah. And if you were a manager, that kind of depends on how long you're able. To- you'd probably be around twelve. Yeah, I was. I would. I would 11, say thirteen. Be low, yeah, 13, 13. Uh, Manager, I will say. However, manager salary, that's on you because yeah. I know for a fact that there were managers in my district who are not very good at negotiating and made <laughs> far, far less than I made when I was <laughs> yeah. there. Um, by the time I left, my pay was, I would say, decent. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was decent. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't good for what I, for what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but it never is. <laughs> no. And, and the, other, the other thing was for a long time we were salaried and then they, they fucked up at one point and made everybody hourly, which was actually a bad move on their part. But – uh, we were salaries, so they could actually like kind of whip you around and, and really screw you. Like at holidays, I'd have to work six days, mm-hmm. fifty plus. So there were there were there were weeks where I'd be making like, almost as much as just an assistant manager made, just because of how much I was there and what yeah. I had to do. And then at one point, they fucked up and made everybody hourly, and you had to you worked forty hours with mandatory four hours of overtime. Yeah, and it, they, and they that. structured they structured it in such a way where it kind of like matched your pay for what it was before. But by doing so, I mean that company <laughs> is so anti overtime. It's, oh, I mean, it's most, com- most companies are, but that place is like cutthroat. In doing so, they really they really fucked themselves because basically when forty four hit, I'd, I'd look at Kyle and be like, "I'm out. I can't stay. Yeah, you can't if stay. I stay. If I stay yeah. a minute, I get it happened. At. Um, and then, but man, some some other managers would take advantage of that, and they would purposely like front load their schedules so that like yeah. by one thirty on Saturday, oh weird, I have to leave. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. yeah, so they just they really messed up a lot when they when they made that change. But, sure. Um, kudos to these people for walking out. Um, yeah. We stand behind Agreed. you, our brothers and sisters, because <laughs> fuck that place. Yeah. Um, it's just and it's just like you know, they post that it's the DM's fault. It's I guarantee it's directly the DM's fault. One hundred percent. Um, so as we start to dig into E three stuff, uh, apparently E three is going to return next year. That's in weird. person and online. I, I don't know why. I don't know why either. I honestly, I think this year the way it was structured was perfectly fine. It worked. You had yeah. your different. You had your different shows. Jeff Keighley came out and did his thing. Like I wouldn't say any of the shows were spectacular. They, no, but, they but did I don't think the content would have been any different. No, yeah. I don't think so either, and that's simply because of the pandemic. It's just a weak year for for stuff because everything's getting pushed. So I thought, yeah, I thought I thought everything we that happened this year was serviceable. I mean, obviously, we're still kind of waiting on a direct from Nintendo, which it is sounds supposed like to be there's going to be one on the 29th. Can, yeah, it's like the supposed to be coming rumor. soon. So, um, but I don't make sense. We talked about E3 before, like dying and like it's dead. It hasn't had a purpose in years. I'm like it hasn't. I just, I just don't know why you bring it back now. Exactly. 
So, but yeah, apparently they're going to do it next year. Uh, we can start diving into E3 stuff. I mean, it's it's or E3, not E3 week. It's going to be kind of all over the place. I kind of threw these in here all over the place. Sort of in yeah. order, first like one, as things Sort happen. of in order. But the first one I want to talk about, because it's up here and I see it and it's a sticking point for me, is the fucking Last of Us Part 1 remake. Because this is a product that is $70. It is a remake that, like, from what I've seen... The little bit I've watched and I saw the reveal trailer. I've seen the comparisons. I don't think it looks that much better considering the work they're saying they put into it. Um, but it, it's a $70 product that has none of the multiplayer component either. So yeah, less content for a higher price. And also like of all the things to, to remake, why do that? Yeah. I mean, I, ten, get, I, get it. Years, I get it because it is the TV show. Well, there's that. It's you know, it's the flagship thing that it kind of is. They they talk about all the time whenever given a chance. Yeah. Um But man, for it to be for it to be seventy dollars, not include the multi. Like to be fair, it has the DLC. Fine, fine. But That's to not include, game. not worth it. But not to not include the multiplayer because they're going to sell you the multiplayer game later next year, probably for seventy dollars. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is insane. And just the fact that, like, it just doesn't look that much better visually. No, and, like, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying, like, it looks worse. It doesn't look worse. I don't think it, um, it doesn't look worse. It just, no. I, it, like, the visual upgrade between the PS4 and the PS5 version, I don't think justifies remaking it right now. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, the other thing I, I told you, too, where, and this kind of leads into the, to the next thing was, wouldn't this have been the perfect game to just put it on pl- the plus premium thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Very much September second, so. it'll be it'll launch on the on the premium thing. Because if you want people to sign up for that, that's a sixty dollars investment over what they're paying right now, right? Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you just do that, and that could sell them the game too? Because that way, they're locked in. How long do you think it takes before that game hits that service? Next year. Next year. Okay. I would say I would say at this point we're now probably at a point where three three minimum three months after actual release That's probably closer probably closer to six. six yeah yeah well and that rolls into the new ps plus tier system launched uh apparently like, I, I guess some games are available to purchase separate from the service but some aren't I, of course those ps1 games are not from my no you can some of them yes you can, but probably so not like, siphon, filter. siphon filter you can but there's the you other aspect of that game doesn't work if you have yeah. a premium thing, you can't download okay. it. Gives everybody errors. But like <laughs> um, a notable one that you cannot buy is you cannot buy Resident Evil for the PS One. Oh, the drop people. Okay. Mm. Um, have have to subscribe, uh, Mister Driller. You have to subscribe. But it's in. What's interesting is all of the games that added trophies you can just buy. It's like Ape Escape. Um, Okay. Yeah, all the, you know, uh, I'm blank, Siphon Filter, Wild Arms, those can be bought. They're all $10, which is, if you're going to buy those, just buy the damn service. But Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a little weird that they would hold PS1 games back to try to force you to spend $120 a year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because that's not going to do it for me, especially if. I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre. I have, no, I haven't upgraded. I, I don't think I'm going to. I'm, I'm, can, I'm debating it because prorated, it's $24 right now for me. 
because okay. it'll run my nets. So can I play everything I want to play in that service in you know the three and a half months I have left for twenty four dollars? <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I don't want to pay one twenty up front. When it, to so your live is up in three yeah. months or whatever? Is that what you're saying? My bus is up in like three months. So prorated, okay. it's like twenty five bucks if I want to sign up. Okay. So I'm kind of like sitting on it where maybe I do this just to kind of like so I can I can blast through all these PS1 games. I'd be done. <laughs> and then just be done. Yeah. yeah. So Unless I might, I might do it and then cool. see if they add like – because like the list of games is is good. There's, there's decent yeah. stuff on there. But I feel like I need another huge influx of games for me to think that it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. And especially like like we were talking the other day, I think you mentioned something about like you can play Brink from PS3 on yeah, there. That was weird. Like like I don't think that game service still works. Does that work? No. <laughs> How does that game work? How the fuck is that? Yeah. Plus you're gonna be streaming it and then you're gonna play that online with somebody else. Like that's gonna be a very bad experience. Yeah, that was that was one of the weirder ones where fucking Brink. Like what? <laughs> like it's just an odd choice to put in there for those, so um, but we can start diving into the not now the actual not E three you know news. Oh, so here's a question start. for you, just because you talked about it before. Okay, what do you think about uh, the Bloober thing ended up being just layers of fear and not Silent Hill? Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean layers of fears? I think is what it's called. Fears, uh, another yeah. sequel. Fine, I've played the first one and I thought it was cool. I never played the second one, but no, um, no Silent Hill stuff of any kind. I don't think it's ready. I really kind of think like if those people are making a Silent Hill game, they want to show it and have it be out like in three months. And I don't think that game is ready. And also, like you think about like the medium was a game that came out in what, what in January of 2021, I think. So like you could totally you could totally get to like November, December game awards time, announce the Silent Hill and it's out next month. Oh, I guess so. You yeah, totally do that. So I th- I think they are making one. I just don't think they're ready to talk about it. Okay, so, that's what I, I just thought that right. was funny because but I enjoyed like, it because they come out there like, like Bloober Team. Like it's two layers days of before fears. that PlayStation subreddit was going nuts with all those like clues and pictures and stuff, thinking it was a silent. Yeah, game. and now nah, it was just fucking layers of fear three. <laughs> Did you like the other um, like gotcha moment from the Game Awards thing or not the Game Awards the Game Fest thing where they were showing it kind of you know kind of looked like Dead Island too, and I was like no way. They're not going to release the same trailer again. And then as you look at it, you're like, it doesn't look the same. Then it's a big goat simulator. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah like, I showed my a, girlfriend that. That's a, huge, simulator. that's a huge like middle figure. Well, here's another chuckle about that. You know there is no goat simulator 2, right? Right. That was the That's the joke. <laughs> well, that's the other joke. But so, uh, I just I thought it because, was a cleverly crafted trailer. Like, why is this the Dead Island 2 thing? And then you realize the yeah. song's not the same and it doesn't look quite the same. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like what a, what a huge middle finger to those you guys. You one of those goats come out and start blowing shit. Up. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I thought it was so. I'll play funny. it. I like the first one a lot. Yeah. So. Um. So we'll we'll kick off uh with the Bethesda conference first. I think that was the first one, anyways, because we talked about Sony last time. Um, underwhelming for me. Going off, I mean, I I kind of knew all already going into it that it was going to be because they're just not ready to show stuff. I that think I think it kind of showed you what you expected, and then. I will give them other things. Having, I will give them props for having the balls to stand up there and say everything in the show is going to be out in the next twelve months. You know it's not. No, it's not true. Props, it's not true. I will give them props for saying that. They because, yeah. Well, well, it's not true because there's at least two games on there I know for a fact will not come out in the next twelve months. 
most of those games probably will. Right. And so that's a smart thing to put around. I will also give them props like other than one trailer, everything that was gameplay in that whole show was like gameplay. Like you saw what these games were like in motion. Right. It might have started out as a CG trailer. The only tra- do you know what trailer I'm talking about that was not a gameplay trailer? Do you know which one it was? No, which one? Arc two with Vin Diesel. Oh yeah, the little scissor thing where he's riding a dinosaur. And that was one of the games where they said, "Oh, in the next twelve months," and I said, "Fuck no!" Not not a full version of that game. <laughs> no, that might be a, that might be alpha early access. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fast and the Furious arc. No. Fury arc. Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, let's. I'll just so, kind of run down it in order. So, like, they yeah. showed they showed Redfall. It looks cool, but when is I'm it I'm not out? put down by Redfall. Yeah, it looks, uh, it looks neat. I think, it, I think it'll be, like, early next year, like, maybe February. Yeah, um, and that's fine. That'll make it. Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is more Hollow Knight stuff. I've never played Hollow Knight, but I hear nothing but good things about it. Um, <laughs> that's probably something I'll say. I'll say a funny thing about the next one, because... Uh, yeah, High on Life. Is High on Life, Morty which game. is the Rick and Morty game from the creator Rick and Morty. So I learned today that was also a former Stadia exclusive. Oh, jeez. Kind of like the query. I'll say it looks, I think it looks dumb as hell. I, I don't like Rick and Morty humor, but I thought that the game looked good visually, like colorful and stuff like that part of it. I thought looked very next gen, but then you got these guns yelling at you. Yeah. I I, I can't imagine how old that gets (laughs) quickly. Yeah. If the guy in his fucking underwear in Borderlands 3 got on my nerves after five minutes and I stopped playing that game, I can't imagine I can make it through high on life. Right. So, uh, then they had this weird announcement for Riot Games. I hate this. I hate this. Which because... doesn't make any sense. Like, I guess you can get all that shit for free. Like the like, characters. We got to shove all this crap on the game pass. And, you know, let's just keep the track record well, going. It won't be on like, but like it's on Game Pass. But let let's keep the track record going of Microsoft having to team up with very problematic companies <laughs> yeah. to try and like. Hey, who else is screwing people them, over? Let's get it on yeah. Xbox as quick as we can. It's like, weird. Uh, for people who like League, I guess they want that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool for people that like League and don't want to pay for all those characters because now they're just all unlocked. Like, sure, that's cool. If you've got Game Pass, and you I like also League, think I it's think an announcement fine. that's too late. Like, is the yeah. audience for League still that big? I don't think, I think it, is. it is, but I think it is. I think they live in their own kind of bubble almost, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a weird announcement. Yeah. Um, the rat game, Plague Tale Requiem. It looks cool. I, I didn't play it. It looks cool. I, I mean, I we've talked. I, I, I have played it. I The game fell apart for me at the end with the good rats versus the bad rats. That's all <laughs> okay. you really need to know there. Um. I think it looks good visually. The first one did though. So that's that's supposedly out later this year. So that's actually a game that will come out this year. Mm-hmm. And it is on Game Pass. Most of the games that you showed here are. Um then the I think this was actually one of the most surprising of the show. So they showed Forza Motorsport, and this is just a ground up, you know, new Forza Motorsport. It's not a horizon game. Right. But it's not this year. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That, that, was, that was that was the shocking announcement of its spring next year. So they're still taking their time with it. But I mean, I will say for a game that's taking its time, it looks incredible visually. Uh, can you, but it's a race. Is that, is, that, is that even a selling point for fours anymore? <laughs> well, it's the same as like Gran Turismo, though. Like they all right. those racing games. That's like, the whole I point mean, of those games. Like, yeah. is there, I don't know. I, I never really cared much for the, the f- motorsport side. Yeah, I'll wait for Horizon 6. I'll wait so. for Horizon. 
or um, I'll play the Hot Wheels DLC, my, which was shown here too. So, but how about the next thing? Um, <laughs> you know, you've got Forza. How about Erza with Flight Simulator? Oh, Flight wow. Simulator! Now you can drive New the planes. Pelican. Yeah, you can fly the Pelican around. We don't have content for Infinite. Game. We don't have content for Infinite, but we got the Pelican for Flight Simulator. Well, I, I saw I saw a good article the other day about that. Was like, boy, Halo sure likes to help out with DLC for every other fucking game. It's in Fall Guys. It's in Fall Guys. Yeah, it's in Fall Guys. Like, well, you can't play. But it's we can't play game. co-op in Infinite. Um. So there's that. Uh, then the other kind of like. Overwatch 2 is free to play, which we kind of already knew was, it was going to go that route. How about the bigger news where that game does not have loot boxes anymore? And well, it's, it's all Battle Pass. Battle pass. And you can buy stuff, which means they can sell you those skins for $20. Exactly. But I think that's better. I think that's better than loot box. I do too, but I don't like, I don't know. Like Overwatch was a game I enjoyed when it came out in the moment because everybody was learning it. And then, yeah. like most of those online games, I dropped off of it. You try to go back to it a year later, and everybody's always going to be better than you. Right. You can't. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Apex, a- any of those types of games. I don't think the free-to-play like nature of Overwatch 2 necessarily is going to hurt it. It's probably going to do better for it anyways. It'll uh, help. But yeah. That's yeah. out That's out this October. I think there's a beta that's this weekend. It's either this weekend or next weekend. Um, next game they showed, I think it was a, it was a turn-based strategy game. I'm assuming it's I think it's on PC Game Pass. It won't be on console. It looks kind of like a, um, I was almost thinking like Age of Empires type game. So kind of like yeah. era history untold. I'll check it out because I like those type of games. Yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> then they brought out Pete Hines to talk about old Bethesda games because they do that every year. Right. So he came out. He had his little st- shtick to talk about ESO and High Isle and then Fallout 76 The Pit, which we already mentioned. Uh, I mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but Forza Horizons getting the Hot Wheels DLC that looks fantastic. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, we had our shit thirty second Arc Two trailer with Vin Diesel. You know, with these, I, you know, laughable sh- promise of it'll be out in the next twelve months. Part of it. What yeah. Is, part. What of is Arc Two with a story like? I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what one of the games at least I'm excited about playing this year? Scorn. Uh, that got a pretty cool trailer. That's out in October. I'm going to play the hell out of that game. That's the uh, HG Geiger. Like I like to call it the HG Geiger pleasure cruise. <laughs> That's what that game is. Like it's just the fucking sickest, goriest alien type planet. Like even if you watch like Prometheus, any of that like goopy alien shit, like yeah. that's what this game is. Uh, I'm super into it, but it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, the same publisher is making this really cool looking game called Flintlock, the siege of Dawn which is like a action RPG. It kind of reminded me of Greedfall. Yeah. That type of game. I, I, uh, it looks I cool. liked Greedfall. It looks cool. Greedfall is another one. It's on my shelf. I got to play at some point. Uh, another announcement. This is one I actually uh, had to show to my girlfriend. She's a huge Minecraft person. Uh, Minecraft Legends. I think okay, looks really good. cool. Yeah. It's a uh, it's it's an action strategy. So it's not like what you think. It almost looks like Pikmin to me. A little bit. Um, it's out next year. That looked fantastic. So they continue to do good things with the Minecraft license without just making Minecraft too. Right. I don't think. Yeah. You, well, the, I don't think you can uh, make a Minecraft too, but you can do this stuff with it for sure. It uh, Lightyear Frontier was another one I thought looked cool. That game was another cool. indie. Like it's just basically Stardew Valley in space, but right. it's first person and you're in a mech. Mech farming. Uh, so yeah. I'm super into that. Uh, Gunfire Reborn was another one they showed. That's a game that's already out on Steam. Uh, it's a shoot 'em up roguelike. Uh, that game looks pretty cool. 
this was one that a bunch of people were talking about after the show. And I, I wasn't that impressed with it, but a ton of people apparently were. And that's that last case of Benedict Fox, which is I like, think a, it looks, uh, I think it looks neat. Um, I don't know. I just, as someone who plays yeah. all those Metroidvania games, it didn't grab me. So, um, but that's how I think they said spring 2023. The other one, a lot of people are talking about, and this is actually out pretty soon. So I'll play it uh, as dusk falls which is like a narrative driven kind of looks like a telltale style game with a different kind of art style. I'm just over, I'm kind of over these games. Like life is strange Mm -hmm. and all this other, like I never finished the first life is strange. That's the only one I finished. Okay. I got to the part where the girl uh, committed suicide. And uh, it's a spoiler alert, bro. The the first, it was the end of the first episode. No, I I, I just never went back. So I don't know. As Dust Falls looks pretty cool. I'll probably try. It's on Game Pass uh, July 19th. Uh, Naraka Blade Point, which I guess is like, uh, what is it? It's like a like online, like maybe massively multiplayer, like ninja game or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's out on Game Pass. It's, or I should say it's out on Game Pass, but it's out specifically on console on the Xbox first. Uh, June 23rd. So that's right around the corner. Yeah, it's really soon. Uh, this is another one people are going nuts for, and I'll tell you why they're going nuts for it, but like it does not grab me at all. And that's Pentiment, which is like it, it's a very narrative driven game. The reason people are excited about it is it's because it's from the writers of Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I know. And oh, okay. The people that love New Vegas, those I people can do no wrong. I love New Vegas, <laughs> but like this game, I don't, I didn't, grab see, a, I didn't see a game. I didn't either. It just it looked like a cartoon. Uh, gr- they talked about Grounded because they can't go in E3 without talking about Grounded. But it's leaving early access, which I didn't even know it was still in early access. Uh, it's been out for two years. Yeah. Uh, September. So, like, Jesus. ridiculous. Uh, there's some other... We'll get to the big the, the big two are coming here. There was something called Arabin Shadow Legacy. Don't really have much to say, yeah. but it was another ninja game. Uh, here's the, here's the big one. This, this was for me, this was my game of the show for, for, for everything. And that's Diablo four. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, that's, that's the, another like, one, but that's another one, right? I was kind of like, on the next do months. you think 12 months? <laughs> really? I think mm-hmm. August to September of right. 2023. Yeah. is when you see, I think that it's game. a little bit but, past that. I just, it seems it looks fantastic. Though. It does. Like, but it, like, and it I does, think the thing that hammered it home for me was like, they showed yeah. you your typical like you know cutscene trailer, but then they they came up and said, "Hey, here's Series X footage of the game," and they put they showed a lot. Right, it wasn't like thirty seconds. Like they showed like four or five. No, minutes. and it looks it looks great. Like I love the I love the idea of like events in the overworld and like things happen. And I like that it's going back to the Diablo two style, like very gritty, dark. Because like yeah. Diablo three, well, not a kids game, is a lot lighter. I feel yeah. like it was more of an entry person. point kind of a thing. To the yeah, franchise. this is yeah. like dark fucking metal. <laughs> um, they had updates on on Sea of Thieves. You don't really need to say much there. It's a success story. More stuff. I mean, um, you can you can finally have your ship and stuff, which is something I really felt like they needed when that game came out. But uh, um, two other indie games. I don't really have much to say. Ravenlock and Cocoon. It's more indie games for Game Pass. Um, Wulan Fallen Destiny. Dynasty. So this game, Dynasty. Uh, this game looks cool. It's uh, Team Ninja. So it, it's from the people that made Neo. I tried to get into Neo one. I couldn't get into it. Um, 
but this game does look interesting. It looks even more fast paced than Neo. Yeah. Uh, this will be a day one game on Game Pass, but it is on everything. So it's this is not just Xbox. Uh, then here's the g- <laughs> here's a potentially awesome announcement, but then they kind of fucked it over at the kind same of time. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Persona is finally coming to Xbox for the first time. So you're going to be able to play Persona 3, Persona 4, and Persona 5. Persona 5 is the Royale edition. Only Persona 5 has a release date, which is in October. I just the don't, other two I don't understand why they're not releasing. Like, they're A, and, they're coming out backwards, and B, why isn't it just out now? Here's yeah. and, and, and this is my argument with it, too. Like I can understand 3 because I don't think that that port's done yet, but 4 is, five, and 5 is obviously done. There's nothing it, like it is they're a dry on, fucking summer, right? Just put them out now. Do you know they're, how huge of an announcement that would have been if they're just going to be PC ports? Yeah, yeah. All they had to do is come out and say, "Hey, these are out today." Or five, is, or five is out today, and four comes out in two yeah. months, and three comes out yeah. in four months. Like, it's, so it's, I feel like they're going to do the weird. Final Fantasy thing. Remember that E3 where they came out and they were like, "Hey, every Final Fantasy like is going to be on Game Pass." Yeah, but it ended up taking years, years, and they took, and they some, took off some off. And, yeah, and, like, like it's just a mess. I feel like they're going to do that. Um, and then the final two announcements to Xbox, there's the Hideo Kojima thing, which like, hey, that's cool. But at the same time, I, it was kind of a crush of like, he doesn't even know what the game is yet. It's just right. an idea he's had for a long for, time. So for a show that's, that's supposed to be about years. stuff that's coming out within the next yeah. year, you get him to come out and I guess technically not break that because he didn't announce a game. But true. But why? Exactly. It's, it's just a, weird it's, like. It's, it's cool you got him to do something for you, but like, what's the game? They did it to they did it to like rub it in Sony's face, but like, check this shit out. Kojima's here. Yeah, and that's like, the well, and, and you know, rightfully so. The people online went insane. Like, they how did. could he do this to us? Like, all this, like, relax. It's he's making a cloud based well, game for Xbox in a couple well, of years. Well, you want to talk about people being upset on the internet? We'll get to that in a little bit in the news because there's well, yeah. more of that. Uh, and then the show ended with Starfield. So um, Starfield to me was underwhelming. It's I don't know I what had, to I feel about into, it. I didn't go into having massive hype for it because I just I, I can't muster the hype for this game at this point. But it's like the, when I sat down, and watched it, it's it's a presentation that had highs and lows. It started with a major low. And that is just the footage was rough. Yeah, I don't know why is. they picked the footage that they showed for combat, but all of it ran poorly, uh, especially like the gunplay they showed. I thought, look, I bad. think, you know what the problem um, with this game is, is this is, you know, coming out next year and all this stuff. Now mm-hmm. it still looks like they're old games. It does. That's well, the it's, problem. Clear yeah. they, it's clear. They didn't create a new creative engine. They're just expanding upon the engine. They already right. have. And like, so that's showing its age here. Um, there are, again, on the flip side of that, the stuff they showed for character creation, the stuff they showed where they, sh- they started to show other planets and that stuff. Looked like good. the ship and like you can build your ship, ship and stuff is cool. But like the but whole time like, you're watching it and this, yeah. and everybody said this after it was over, like it looks like no man's sky. It looks like fallout. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think not what happened a new is, game. It's clear Todd Howard, <laughs> Todd Howard has had this idea for a long time right. to make a space Fallout. Well, they've and been doing no this since Fallout 4. And I think No Man's Sky came out, and then he looked and said, I can fucking do that better. 
Right. And that's what Starfield is. And that's why you see a lot of those very similar elements. I mean, look when he was shooting to get the minerals. That's the same fucking thing. It's the same stuff. I know. It's the same yeah. thing. Um, but I mean, I'm going to play it. I like all the Bethesda RPGs. Yeah, I, I'm not. So, I'm not I'm against. Not I'm not against it. it. I just I wasn't blown away like some people were. This no, footage. it just doesn't seem like a new game. It seems mm-hmm. like you took what you had and you put it in space, and you kind of like borrowed ideas from here and there. And, you're, and you're it almost it seems together. like a a like impressive Fallout Four mod, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? Way. That is kind of what it looks like. And I think, and I think the other like negative effect I think that this has for me right now is like this makes me not excited for ES six even more. Cause like, yeah. cause now I think I know what ES six is and I think it's just this, but an elder scrolls, game. you know what I mean? Like they're not expanding on it. Like a thousand planets yeah. is like, it, it's funny. Cause some people are saying it's not enough. I think it's too many. It's too many. It's too many. I think it's too ambitious. And well, they've already said too. They came out and said like you cannot fly from space into the planet. No. Like there's probably going to be a cutscene or right. something. Mm. There's that, and then they said also something too, where there's only like five major cities or something like that. Yeah, on a thousand Four planets. Weird. Yeah, yeah. You so see that's a lot of kind of on thousand weird. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, know. I'll play it. Like it's it's not a question if I'll play it, but <laughs> it's not for me either. But it's no, just, it's I didn't walk away going, "Wow, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen." Like some people did, I saw. So um, I liked Outer yeah. Worlds. I liked Outer Worlds a lot. I did too because that was like Outer Worlds was funny because that was almost like New that was Vegas like all yeah, that was like New that's basically what it was. Yeah, it's a good game. So. Um. That wraps up Xbox. Like I said, it was it was for me it was, it was underwhelming, fine. but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's fine. Um, right. We get to Capcom. We talk about Capcom's chuckles here. Uh, Capcom. They talked a little more about Res- they showed the same they showed the same exact Resident Evil Four trailer with two seconds of new footage at the end, which confirms you can move and shoot in Resident Evil Four. Oh, we did yeah. it. So the people that hated that aspect of those older games, you can shut up now. They did it for you. Um, then the more interesting thing here was all they're doing to Resident Evil Village. So for better or worse, they're doing a DLC for that game. That is you playing as the main character's daughter. And she it's in the future. She's like 16, 17. Um, it's the most unlike Resident Evil looking thing I've ever seen. She has weird powers. She's they're reusing the assets from the mansion. I don't know. I I'm gonna play it, but I'm very mixed on that aspect of it. They're gonna overhaul the uh, mercenaries mode for that game. Whatever. I thought it was a bad implementation of mercenaries mode. The most interesting thing out of this package is that they are completely redoing the game in this gold edition, where you can play through the entire game in third person. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird, but like it looks cool. Yeah, it's not I mean, gonna sure. it's not gonna fix the story of that game for me. But um, and then they uh, and this this is where it gets controversial, and this is fun. They finally announced the Resident Evil two, three, and seven free next gen updates are available. Which this is a separate news thing, but we'll talk about it now. So I I have tried uh, Resident Evil three on on Xbox. It's fine. Like it, it does what you want it to do. It has ray tracing. Does it really add to that game a little bit? But <laughs> Capcom put this update out for PC users for two, three, and seven. 
at the same time, then this happened on Tuesday with this update, they decided to change the minimum specifications for anybody that owns these games. So now you have to own a direct X 12 video card and you have to be on windows 10. If you don't have that, even if you've owned the game for the last two years or however long it's been out, you can't play your game anymore. If you do this update, that was weird. And if you have steam and you didn't turn off auto updates, your game probably updated. So also if you're somebody who likes to mod those games, none of those mods work anymore because they're all on direct X 11. Right. So this lasted two days. <laughs> uh, the reviews on Steam got to, you know, the negatives because people are pissed, rightfully so. Uh, Capcom has reversed that. So they uh, put out they put out instructions on their website on how to go in and change it so you, you can stay on the Direct, uh, Direct X 11 version of the game. So that's actually the thing they did. So it took two days to fix this problem. But my point when this happened, and I was talking to a buddy who does a lot of modding in this game, is how many times do you launch a PC game today where it asks you when you started, hey, do you want to play the DirectX 11 version or the DirectX 12 version? It's almost like every fucking PC game. Why right. couldn't they have just done that here instead of force everybody? I don't know. So really weird thing. Oh, and also Resident Evil Reverse, that multiplayer thing, that's part of this package now. Whatever. Yeah, but that was supposed. Um, that's so dumb. <laughs> that was supposed to be out a year ago. Um, they talked about the new Monster Hunter. Um, for I think it's Switch and PC that Sunbreak expansion. Uh, Monster, sorry, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. They talked about that. Uh, my second favorite game of the show, and they talked a lot about this. I think this game looks like just a fun, stupid game. Exo Primal. I don't know I'm where I come on. I don't, I don't know where I come <laughs> in on that game. Like this I kind of, it's Earth Defense Force, but with dinosaurs. That's what. Yeah, it is. I mean, if it gets put up on some kind of like Game Pass showed, or something, like they sure. Showed, but they showed an airplane that's just covered in like fucking Velociraptors, like crashing, <laughs> and they're just falling off of it. And like, there's a sentient AI that controls everything. Like he's controlling these teams of people to take out these dinosaurs. It's just a batshit crazy. I think I sold to my friend. It, this is a mid two thousands Capcom energy game. Is yeah. what this is. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's exactly it's, what it feels like. It's really weird. Uh, I'm super into that. Uh, the, uh, the other two weird things they talked a little bit more about Street Fighter, but they just said, "Hey, we're going to have another announcement for it later this year." Sure, and then I the mean, weirdest. The weirdest and stupidest thing they did here. I don't know why they didn't just do this on the stream. Dragon's Dogma. They had the director of the original Dragon's Dogma come out to tell you there'll be a special video in two days about the 10th anniversary. (laughs) He talked for about two minutes and that was it. Now, we know now, since it's been two days, that video came out. It was like 12 minutes, but they announced they're making Dragon's Dogma 2. Why couldn't you have just done that? Yeah, I don't know. Literally, I watched that 10-minute video. It's like him and a couple other people talking about, yeah, Dragon's Dogma was great. We really enjoyed playing it. And at the very end, he goes, hey, one more thing. And he, like, rips off his shirt, and he's wearing a Dragon's Dogma 2 t-shirt. And he's like, we're fucking making it. Like, I, you could have done that on this show. I don't know why they made people wait two days. Like, I, it, was, it was a very weirdly paced, like, little showcase that it was fine. Is there but, that much demand for Dragon's Dogma 2? So... I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, it got me to the point of, like, maybe I should go back and actually finish Dragon's Dogma. Because I thought it was a cool game. And the community of people that like that game really fucking like Dragon's Dogma. Sure. But 
I didn't know that it would be popular enough to warrant a sequel. But if you think about it, it was a really cool idea at the time it came out. It was. Like, yes. The I idea mean, of like, creating other pawns that other people could use. So, um, I don't know. I'm for a sequel for it. So, uh, let's see. So we And we talked about the Resident Evil thing, whatever. Um, why don't we talk about, to get to the end of the E3, not E3 stuff, why don't we talk about Final Fantasy? Oh, okay. I mean, like, yeah. We all have our opinions on <laughs> So, yeah. So they dropped their, they had their little 25th anniversary live stream thing, which, you know, uh, 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, 10 minutes seems like a small amount to just talk about this Cram stuff. A couple but, okay. trailers in. So that, well, they start off and they're like, check out this cool merch. And they start showing like a sword clock. And you're like, I don't think Did this they is show why. Your t-shirt? Yeah, but I, like, I don't think this is why we're here. So maybe, yeah. maybe put the merch in the vinyl album at the end. <laughs> and then, um, well, and then they hit you with here, check out uh, the mobile stuff. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. The I mobile guess. game. Yeah. So they show you like the first soldier event and you're like, okay. And then they show you that ever crisis thing, which is like kind of like what they did with that final fantasy 15, like pocket edition thing. Okay. Yeah. Where they did like the chibi, like phone art style kind of a thing. But this is like, yeah all of seven crammed into this. So like, this is <laughs> crisis core plus seven, but like, okay. Is it going to have like Durga Cerberus? Like how, like what are, how far know. are we going? With this? Yeah. I don't know. But again, it's a phone thing. So like, I do, I care probably not. And then, and then they start to hit you with the whole reason you're there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I actually think the more important thing of this show was that, we're getting a Crisis Core remake. That's that's the bigger announcement for, for you know you know fifteen years later. Like, it's a PSP. It's the reason I bought a PSP. Yeah, right. It's a PSP game that is if you've never played it is it's really great. good. Like it is yeah. fantastic. It game. was a system seller for me. Yeah. So, um, well, you know people people like to complain. I think a little bit about like the combat, like the mission style, but like I thought that that game did it incredibly well. Like the story is really good. It it fits mm-hmm. into you know the world it's in, it gives you, it actually explains Zach's background. Like Aerith is there. Like, cause, cause if you'd only ever played seven, you're missing everything that happened before it, aside from like, you are Sephiroth, like reveals and like what cloud (laughs) kind of remembers. Mm -hmm. Tifa kind of remembers, but like Zach is a a major character in that storyline. And this finally gives it to you. So it's really cool that we get that. And then, you know, they hit you. They hit you with what the whole reason anybody was actually there was. You know, remake part two, which is no longer remake part two. It's now rebirth. Which well, it actually it is part two because they did announce that this whole project is a three. No, thing. yeah, but it's not. It's not. We're it's not, not getting. We're mean. not getting. You know, remake, remake two, remake three. We're getting a trilogy right. where it's remake, rebirth, and then whatever the third one, whatever like, the one is. Refocus. Uh, but this is yeah, I don't know. Re- it's more of a. It, can, it seems to me now it's very clear this is more of a reimagining. Yes, so it's not what a straight they sh- up. What they showed, I mean, anybody who knows weird. seven is significantly different than what happens next in that game. Yeah, yeah um, it is. Yeah, unless, unless they're really talking and like, and you get some weird voiceover stuff where, like, you know. He talks about when he found Tifa in their reactor dead. So, like, my my thing is, is like, it seems like they're jumping ahead. To, like yeah. the, to the Nibelheim stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, further into like when he goes home and they're remembering and like, 
the mansion stuff and Genova and all that kind of stuff. So it seems yeah. like it seems like we're gonna cut out a bunch of seven. <laughs> it's what it seems probably like, yeah. like Calm and Fort Condor and all of that's going to be kind of gone. Which like, it's going to upset some people. It already which has. Is, it's going to upset. It's well, and the thing is, but we talked about it a little bit. Where like the end of remake definitive definitively changes the story. Like it is, it, it is forever it changed because yeah. things have now happened that never happened before. Mm-hmm. Is Zach still alive? It looked like it when it was over. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that the very fact that they're remaking Crisis Core kind of tells me that he is still alive because otherwise, why put this new focus on? Now they're going to give you that story of that right. character. So it makes sense. So, well, and that's going to change everything because if we get to a point where Zach's still alive and you're out there with <laughs> Aerith, that's going to, yeah. then, then they can play off the whole like, now it's a love quadrangle because you've got Tifa and Aerith and Cloud and Zach and all this stuff in there. So, like, Ever since seven ended, it's like, man, they can go any way they want now because mm-hmm. Aerith Aerith doesn't have to die. Like it can go it can go everywhere. So I'm in, I'm I'm interested to see where it's going. I'm I'm more excited that it's a new game and not just the same like forced retelling of what Yeah. Happened. Yeah, that, and that's not the worst path to go. No, I this mean thing that's bigger of an announcement here, and this is the thing that's twenty five years. Well, for sure, is that this is only on PS5. Yes. Uh, no announcement of the remake part one coming to the Xbox. But your this Steam. Is important. Yeah, it's coming to Steam. But here's the important thing to know. Crisis Core remake is on everything, including right. Switch. Right. So it's a little weird because that that shows me that Crisis Core remake is a PS4 game. It if is going to be on. Oh, that makes sense. But so. um it's, it's such a weird thing to say that that was only going to be a year exclusive and then never put it out on the other console. Like it's weird. I don't know. I think maybe maybe when uh, we hit, you know, well, the well here's, here's, the, other important, here's the other important thing to, to note is Crisis Core is supposed to be out this winter, which then makes sixteen next summer, which then makes Rebirth next winter. When they put ne- when they put winter twenty. 23 on the screen for that i laughed that's spring 2024 yeah no uh-uh. winter 2023 is when you'll get 16 right, right. And crisis <laughs> core crisis core if it is a ps4 game that could make it this year but i could I also see it that. would be this fall and but i could totally also see, see but i could also see it being march spring yeah. yeah for sure so i think i think you take all three of those dates and and think like maybe there's three months from now kind of a thing yeah, that's um, kind of what. I think yeah, so but like it's it's exciting that they finally showed it. Um, it is because it's been this big mystery for so long of like how what are, are they, they gonna actually do it? doing? How are they going to do it? Right, you kind of have some of the answer now. So, um, I mean, I'm excited to play it. I I love the remake for what it was. Yeah, so. it's great, and it's the kind of thing too where it's like, does it? Do, I mean, for some people, does it suck that they're changing the story? Sure, but like they didn't take the original Final Fantasy seven away from you. <laughs> Right, go There's play so it. There's so many ways you can go play that. You can play it on right. literally every system. Right. So go play it, um, and then play this. Like, I think this is better as a new game, and I think that yeah, you'll have Crisis Core to play in between. That's even. And I'm better. super pumped for that. I am so, very excited. That was, that one, was of one of the other where, for me. Remember, you remember after they made PSP games, some of them would get like PS2 ports. 
Like they did it with the yeah. Grand Theft Auto games. They did, they the did it with like Kingdom Hearts. Those are, those are actually worth. A I lot was now. always uh, really upset that they never did it with Crisis Core. Crisis I really Core, felt yeah. like that would have been. They could have told. It did seem like a shoot opportunity in. to move it to yeah. PS2. Didn't they, didn't they also do that for that Silent Hill game? Yeah, PSP? Origins. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, it's weird they never did that for Crisis Core. Weird, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy we know more. But again, it's so far away that. Well, we can jump into emails because we got a bunch of GameStop ones. I know you love the GameStop always, emails. Always. Um, the first one, I I put it on the document redacted because this is actually somebody who's a current employee of GameStop. So I don't want to give out his location. We'll give his name, but I'm not going to – his name generic. Right. We're not going to give his location because I don't want him to get in trouble. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Um, I'll also say in the email when I was looking at it, I know what he's talking about. I think he worded it wrong. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about RFPs, it. But we'll yeah. talk about it. So we'll go through it. Uh, his name is Grant. So I'll give his name, but we're not going to give his location. It's it's somewhere out there in the ether. He worked for a game <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, he says, hi, guys. Love your podcast, and especially the GameStop talk. As a current employee, I have something I want to get off my chest, and I figured both of you would understand what I'm com- where I'm coming from on this. And he put this in all caps. What the fuck is up with distros? And I know what he means. He right. doesn't mean distros. He means RSBs. And we'll talk about what yeah, that is. We'll explain it. Sure, this other store may have sold one copy of Minecraft on Xbox, but why am I shipping the six copies I have left of it? This constant every week packing and moving inventory around just seems like the biggest waste of time and money. And I feel like there is a much better system that could be implemented if upper management cared, but we all know that they don't. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get this off my chest, and I wanted to know how you guys all feel on it. Thanks. So, for starters, yeah. he's ta- he's not talking about distros because distros were like new product. That would be stuff we got from corporate, from like yeah, the warehouse. from corporate, like yeah. maybe new copies of games that come out this restocks Tuesday of stuff, restocks of stuff. He's talking about RSBs, which I do. You know what that stands? For? I don't remember I, what it I forget for. what it stands for, but what an RSB is is. Every week we'd have tasks to do, and that would be inventory, or it'd be making sure the cases are correct on the wall and they're priced right. And this other thing called RSBs, which essentially was a system GameStop came up with to rebalance product among stores, mostly so, used stuff. So not always, but mostly not. Yeah, mostly mostly used stuff. Sometimes sometimes new stuff, but it was it was a balancing act because they they would try to get ahead of it. And, and make sure that stores had copies of games that they needed. But whatever system they used just doesn't understand, doesn't understand like sales trends or anything like that. So, so there'd be times oh, okay. where you'd get, you'd get eight or nine of these. Sometimes you, sometimes you'd only have two and you'd be like, wow, what a great week. Sometimes you'd have fucking 11. It'd be a nightmare, mm-hmm. but you would have to basically, you're shipping stuff from your store to another store. To give them yeah, product. Exactly. But you'd get really weird requests where you'd get you'd have six copies of a game. Let's say something new. Let's say it's Grand Theft Auto Five, just for sake of argument. Let's say it's new and people buy it every damn day of every damn week of every damn year. And you have six. <laughs> well, this thing would come up and be like, Hey, why don't you ship all six of them to this other store? Yeah. And be like, Well, why 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 do I have to give up all six copies of this? These are fifty dollars a piece, I'm losing money. Yeah. And they're they would never have a an argument for why they would just be like, well, this is what the, the system dictates because this is how current sales trends are. And then when we would push back on it, they would, they would try to argue well, like, well, you'll get credit for that. 
your store no. will get credit for shipping stuff to another store if they sell it. And you'd be like, that's bullshit. You know it's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> they, would, they would just – they'd feed these lies to anybody who would take them. But if you had half a brain, you realize there's no way they're credited well, for what they're doing. It got to the point that me and uh, let's just say our, our other wonderful key holder yeah. who we very much admire and respect today – made the decision of like, maybe we won't send all six copies of GTA five. Maybe we send three of them. Right. Because you could do that. But then, but then they would argue that like, well, we're tracking that. And if you don't follow what we're doing, we're going to get they in trouble. Tracking that. The, other, the other huge problem with RSBs, and this isn't something that was really talked about in the email, but it's the biggest problem was, is like, there's no accountability. So this is no, a common, this is all. a common thing that like, People may know, or you definitely know if you shop at a GameStop, but not everybody trades stuff in with cases, so we would have to make cases all the time. Mm-hmm. So if something came up where it was like, you've got 10 of these, and you need to, sh- you need to ship eight to you know, a state that's 1,000 miles away, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to send you all my bad copies. Yeah. I'm going to send oh, yeah. you all eight of my no cover or whatever. So it's like they're not getting primo stuff to sell. No. So then eventually – and then they realize that like people are sending bad cases, broken <laughs> cases um, – damage games scratch games like mm-hmm. again our store we were very meticulous what we would take so like anytime when we would ship stuff out you may get my generic cases but the discs are going to be good but yeah, whenever exactly. we got yeah. whenever we got stuff in some of it was trash. it's a we, shit show we like, defected out right away circle yeah. scratches blah 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 and then it, and then it always had to become the arguments like well why why is it my problem that i got to deal with the garbage that other stores send me like it's just ridiculous there's no rules there's no restrictions so they finally started implementing this thing where it was like you could fill out like a report on if they uh they followed the rules or whatever and if you if you even sent me like one game that was bad you got a negative because like i'm not i'm not here to take your trash and like you make more work for me and then and then you'd be the kind of thing where like you'd have to take it in move to defective so it could be shipped back to corporate so that it could be repaired, and then you get hit on that because you had to move something to defect. Yeah, your store would get hit on it, and then they Not would try to tell store. you, "Well, no, you that won't hurt your store. That'll hurt their store." Again, that's a lie. Like you, it's bullshit. The system is not set up. What to if detect. you ever got like, if I'll tell you, if you ever got system RSBs, which <sighs> are the worst RSBs oh my God. to do, you ain't getting good system. No, you'll never get a good system. You get three sixties with broken faceplates. You get controllers with no battery. Jesus. You get them in boxes so, oh, that are. You get them in boxes that are not the right boxes, or they're turned inside out and taped shut like garbage, and there's stickers everywhere. Or a it controller just, that looks like somebody they, threw up on it. Yeah, or, they made yeah. so much more work. Than, mm-hmm. than anything else. It's like, why can't I just sell what <laughs> I I'm get sp- in? And then I'm spending 20 minutes of my shift cleaning the system. More because, than you'd spend yeah, hours. You have to exactly. spend hours dealing with this stuff. Because I couldn't sell it in the condition it's in, it, but it like, wasn't broken enough to send it in. And if we send it in, it would just hurt the store more anyways. People wouldn't pack boxes right, so stuff would get thrown yeah. around in there. And it wouldn't be in mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. Cases would get crushed. It got so ridiculous. It got to a point where like, it, you had to pack you had to take a box, put a garbage bag in it, mm-hmm. put the games in the garbage bag, put the paperwork in there, sign off on the paperwork, tape the garbage bag shut, pack the box correctly, tape the box shut. And if you didn't do it, you got in trouble because they would you'd get dinged on the stupid thing. And anytime our store ever got like a response, it was like, you didn't send this, that or this. I'd be like, bullshit. And I'd, <laughs> I would there, there would be times where I would call these stores I'm like, you need to check it again. And yeah. like, no, no, no. We checked it right. And I said, no, no, no. Check it again. It's in because there. there. I once had a time where like we had to send ten copies of something. It was it was probably something like 
whatever, some stupid game. We had to send 10, at least 10 copies of it. And they tried to say that they got none of them. No, you're wrong. You know how I know you're wrong? Because I don't have 10 copies of that game in my store still. So <laughs> yeah. where did they go? <laughs> like, but yeah. and then, and then I would like, you know, stores weren't prepared for you to call them and, and call them out. So that a lot of times when I did, they'd be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, here it is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Timmy checked the box in and he got it wrong. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Shrink them in and email your district manager to tell them you made a mistake. Like, there's just so many people that just, you know, I, you know, we talk about it a lot. Like, I hated that place for the most part, but like, I still did my job correctly. Yeah. But some people just didn't try. It's like, if you're not going to sure. do it right, then don't do it. Like, just delete the RSP. Exactly. That would happen. We do that on accident sometimes. We're <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'm not doing that one. Wink. Yeah. Well, especially if it was one where you look at it like, these are all products I'm selling every day. Right. Why the fuck would I do this? They would take new it's, games from you sometimes too. My, yeah, it's just like, hurting my store. It'd be a game that had been out for like a week and because you hadn't sold 12 out of the 14 you got, we're going to take them all. those 12 copies. No. Yeah. Penalize you. Like, and if um, you didn't do it, yeah, you get in trouble. You get a little note from your DM. Why aren't you doing this? Like, screw you. So, I mean, to answer your question, Grant, out in the ether, <laughs> RSP <laughs> They're trash. They're and I'm probably sorry, and like he up. talks about, like a much better system could be implemented. Absolutely, I'm sure there is. Will. I'm sure. I'm sure they could have just. It, it always felt like RSPs. <laughs> RSPs were never generated in real time. They were generated like a week before. Because sometimes you'd get requests or be like, "Send it all three you copies of this that. game." So we already sold these games. Yeah. So what are you it talking about? A lot. Yeah, it's not generated in real time. They're trash yeah, for sure. Uh, we got our first uh, Canadian. Oh, email. We got a Glenn from Ontario, Canada. Greetings. I've enjoyed all the GameStop emails and stories you guys have shared, and it's what's drawn me to your podcast. You guys talk a lot about how bad upper management is. Well, that's the joy of talking about GameStop. Upper management was terrible. Did you ever have, and this is a perfect question for Dan, and I already know he's he's smiling as I read it. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. He is smiling as I read it. Did you ever have any district managers that got fired due to some of the stuff they would do or pull? Well, Glenn from Ontario, we sure do have some stuff to say on that, and I'll turn that one to Dan. So, <laughs> the thing about being a the thing about being a DM at GameStop is, if you get to that level, you are you're a yes man and a bootlicker. Yes, like that's the only possible way to get beyond a store leader. Like you can it you is. can be like I was and be a dissenter and an independent thinker and get a store, but you couldn't go beyond that. That, because, that's where you're right. Because then, yeah. because anything beyond that is like arguments with your district manager, arguments with your regional manager. Like if, if you think DMs yeah. don't do anything, regional managers do nothing. They're ten times worse. Their job, their job is to randomly show up in your store, berate you, and then leave. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And that's if they show up, because you you would get you get calls all the time. It's like he's coming. He's in the neighborhood. He's like driving down the street. He's cruising. He's coming to your store. And then he wouldn't show up. Like, so it's just yeah, like that happened a lot. Scare tactics and bullshit. But in, in yeah. terms of the DMs, it, it's it's relatively hard to get fired as a DM because the very nature of you getting that job shows that you're willing to do anything to keep it. Yeah, um, that's, that's but, but that doesn't mean that they're intelligent. Um, they make yeah. mistakes. They make mistakes a lot. Um, For sure. The I'm trying to think the best the best story I probably have is this this is this is the chess master again. 
And we used to call Lord him that because confirm as the chess master. We would call him he that. He was constantly moving the pieces. He would always tell us he was moving the pieces on the board, which would mean he was trying to figure out like where to keep transferring people randomly because he loved that weren't doing a good job. Loved to transfer Basically. people. Yeah. He once dumped what can only be oh described as an incompetent ass clown on us when <laughs> our <laughs> Oh my god. When our um, a buddy of ours who was my assistant at the time, he moved. He moved home essentially. And, yeah. Um, to fill the slot, we got someone else's garbage. Um, yeah. He was. Cal uh, we can attest to it. Was good. Yeah, we were told he was great. Cal uh, yeah. can attest to it more because Cal really had to deal with that. Um, I will when I was this, out for a while. My yeah, myself and the other third key at the time, we were basically the ASMs of yeah. the store. And this I guy, and I treated them like they were. I ignored the other guy. He he. He made a lot of very stupid mistakes, but also like he cared about. He also like when you work at GameStop, it doesn't matter. Like you, like for me, I can be an Xbox person all day. You have to be able to sell everything. You can't just go in and be like, "Well, right, you don't you understandable." Know, you, you like PlayStation? Fuck you! You can't do that. This guy, for whatever reason, not only PlayStation fanboy, which is fine, specifically the Vita. Oh this is God. already at a time where now. this is already at a time where the Vita is already on its way out. So yeah. this would have been like 2016. This fucking dude for like three months, I, I had to get on him every time. He would talk a customer up for hours about buying a used Vita, and he would go over all the things. Oh, you can do remote play. You can be doing raids in Destiny. You can do this and that. And he would sell people Vitas. But here's the problem. Every Vita this motherfucker sold <laughs> came back. Would get returned. So we wouldn't be making Jesus. money. Yeah. And I there, I could not tell you how many times I would have the same conversation with him when it came back. Like, I get it, dude. You like the Vita? It's a cool system. That's great. Stop trying to sell it to people that don't want it because we're not making money. We're losing money. <laughs> like, you can be passionate about that, but you can't, like, try to turn other people into that passion. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. So... We'll, we can. Well, we'll, talk, we'll talk, we can more talk about, about him, him later. Another. Like this is about DM specifically. So here's <laughs> here's a really good DM story, and this kind of this will kind of illustrate what it's kind of like being a DM. Because again, <laughs> you can you can get to that position, you can um, you can somewhat excel in that position. There really isn't anywhere to go after that because like the, the regional step up is is generally they came from like other companies. Um, they, like Pizza Hut or Disney, remember? Like they would come from like random other places that had nothing to do with it. They had no idea. What yep. Um, they were worse. They were tyrants. They probably mm-hmm. still are because oh, you want you want to talk about entitlement. That's entitlement. Yeah. So our district manager, like they they still have room to be afraid of their boss because if they're if their district's Absolutely. doing poor, they're going to get shit on too. But they generally just shove that on you. And then yeah. to save their jobs, they fire you because you can't retaliate. So perfect example of <laughs> you might remember this one. So I remember it was it. early. It was early in the morning, and I was working in the morning only until a certain point because I had to go to another store to do their inventory at night. And inventories mm-hmm. you would go to store at like eight o'clock, scan stuff until you were done, and go home. I always did inventories because it was a good way to get hours for the week, and you could take a break and just. We'd hang out with a bunch of managers and scan stuff and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I was working early and the regional came in and um, I I told I think I told the story before where that guy tried to gotcha me. 
And, yeah, you know, I knew who he was, serviced the hell out of him. He only hung around for like an hour and a half. He saw me. I think I got lucky because somebody came in and bought like a system while he was there and got a card and all this other stuff. So it was like, it was great. He, nothing perfect wrong with my story. Perfect, yeah. perfect hour and a half of my story. He's like, well, I'm going to get out of your hair. I got to go to, I'm going to go to another couple other stores. I'm like, okay. And um, it's important to note that this guy was brand new to our, to our mm-hmm. region. He had transferred from someplace else. Okay. He leaves. Um, we always had like, kind of like a phone tree set up. So like the minute he walks out the door, I called the other closest store and be like, heads up. He's on his, he's out. He's out and about. Yeah. He's here. Or you call the other, the other store the other way. Like he's here. Be prepared. It's probably gonna be the next 30 minutes. I found out later that he went to another store close by. Same kind of thing. We're like, everybody's prepared for him. So he goes, so we, we discovered throughout the course of the day that he, our district manager had no idea that this guy was in the district for the day, traveling mm-hmm. by himself, scouting None. stores. Had no None. clue. And um, so we're at – flash forward to inventory that night at a store that's about 45 minutes from here. And uh, I was in the back room scanning. Another guy was scanning in the, in the room next to me. And my district manager comes back and you know he's not doing anything because he doesn't do anything. And he's just kind of like shooting the shit. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so came by my store this morning and he was there for like an hour. And he goes, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was he was there for like an hour and a half. He's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't know? He's like, I didn't know he was in town. I'm like, yeah. He thought, I was like, and yeah. And then he went to his store, too. And I pointed to the other guy. And he immediately turns around and goes, he did. And he goes, oh, yeah, he was at my – we concocted this plan to like basically like shock his, shock his mind. Yeah. And we're like, oh, no, yeah, he was there for like an hour and a half. He's like, really? And we're like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he also went to like two other stores. Like, how did you not know this? And he goes, uh, <laughs> uh, and he goes walking out and he goes up to the people up in the front. He goes, did he come to your store? Did he come? Like, he was in full panic mode because, you know, when your boss is out touring around and he doesn't tell you that, and he that's never, not good, that's yeah. not a good sign. Um, you know, I wasn't worried because I did my job and impressed the guy. Yeah. I never, I don't think I ever saw that guy again, to be fair, no, outside of like, outside of like manager conference or whatever. Um, we did that just to kind of scare him. And then that, that was when we realized the chess master's afraid of this guy. He wasn't afraid. Of, he wasn't afraid of the guy before him. He was not afraid of the guy before him. That guy, yeah. got, um, that guy got fired. Yeah. I forget for what, but he was just, you know, I think, I think what happened was they cut the amount of regions and merged stuff. And that's, that's why he was, was gone. Yeah. And uh, so he was afraid of this guy. So we're like, we could probably use this. Um, this, I forget how much longer it was later, but eventually we had conference calls all the time. Like I had to do them every Monday. Oh, they were such a waste of time. I had to sit on those. Like, yeah. Oh, waste of time. Just regurgitating stuff that's been emailed to me all day. Complete waste of time. And um, one, t- one day I'm told everybody <laughs> from these districts or whatever get on this call <laughs> at such and such time. Here's the login and the password. So I went back and I got on it early. And what happened was it was the same information they were using to host like a call before it. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't supposed to be in that one, but I was. And I heard them talking about basically our DM was fired. Or like just gone. He's not with the company anymore. I think, you know, they use the technical phrase. And I'm like, holy shit, what just happened? So basically he got shit canned because 
I forget why. I, j- I really do forget why. But it was something, you know, he just was Statistics. And he was going. Yeah. It was probably numbers, to be fair. For but, sure, like, he sure. finally got what was coming to him. That guy was also a huge misogynist. Treated the women in Bro. our district like crap, specifically the woman who ran yeah. the store in our town. Uh, he would make her work far more than any other than anyone else. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and eventually got her to quit, um, which, was, so. which was terrible. Um, no. So that that's him. He got what was coming to him. He's bounced around a couple places after. I don't really care about him anymore. Um, I'll tell no. a good game, <laughs> a game crazy one I just remembered. Okay. So, so there were a couple um, game crazy DMs were really hit or miss too because it wasn't as big of a company. So our districts were huge. So like my district, for example – encompassed uh stores from other states that's how big my district was so yeah. like, he would never they he would never come to ours um unless he like really had to so that the first sense. the first one i ever had was good and then he ended up being a dm of mine at gamestop for a little bit too until he okay. got fired for being dumb too but <laughs> um that's that's not a good story that's just he was dumb no. um eventually we got this dm where he his home base store was like in Chicago or something. Okay, and it was he kept getting uh, packages delivered. He kept getting packages that, yeah. delivered to store under his name, but they weren't store packages. Just come to store. And one day, someone at his home store opened it on accident because you know you just get boxes. Well, because I think, think he would it. say like, "Do not open these." So packages. He, he'd specifically tell him, "Don't open the packages. Yeah. Put them on my desk. Don't touch them." So one day, whoever was working just accidentally cut it open because you don't think about it opens it up and it's just drugs inside of it oh shit <laughs> yeah and he's like uh and i re- i remember hearing this i remember hearing this is basically like he just kind of shut the box and left it on the desk and then went up front and called the police yeah that's, that's and that, guy, that guy disappeared and then yeah, the guy yeah. we got after him then the guy we got after him was even worse um damn well, because that guy was that guy was just a, a complete ass. Um, yeah, I mean, district managers—they're—they're—they're they're, they're trash for the most part. I've, I will say, over the course of my time there, I probably had one or two. The last one that we had, well, up until the day the store closed, was the best one I ever had because yeah, well, he came he like came he from a store and didn't forget that that's where he came from. Most nice. of them, if they come from a store, immediately stop caring. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just immediately turn it off and go, now you work for me, you do what I say, or you're yeah. in trouble. This guy would work with us, he would understand us. He would come yeah. hang out in my store. You you're yeah. welcome to be here all day. I don't care. Because he would help too. Like if he was in the store, yeah. he would actually help. He could ring he I'll say this. Ring. He would he wouldn't be like the other one where he'd be like, Well, I have the credentials to log in and ring up any transaction and then he couldn't do it because he didn't actually have that. He, well he had no he credentials and he didn't know how to ring anybody had, up. This guy yeah. could do it. He would yeah. do it, so yeah. he was great. And um, he ended up get, he ended up getting let go not too long after the store closed because again he was too store oriented and not corporate oriented. Yeah, um, that's the real reason. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you're in a sound. store, yeah, it's just they're they're awful awful people. Um, they for the most part, hook up people that didn't deserve it because they felt like it was good customer service because they had no frame of reference. We talked a lot. We talked about the the kid with the porno disc where he, you know, pretended he found oh, yeah. it in the case and they gave him a free system and a whole bunch of stuff because they oh, refused to listen to us. Or the fact that I had video evidence that there was no porno disc in the case because um, they they take customers' words blind, and that's a that's a really bad policy to have because. You give away okay. the store. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pretty much. All right. Next one, excuse me. Next one we got here is Chris from Chicago, so close to us. It says hi, guys. Love the <laughs> love the GameStop stories. I've been an avid customer of GameStop, although when the pandemic hit, when the pandemic hit, I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped and started shopping online more. That's everybody, right? <laughs> like pretty much. My question is, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but when a hot product would release for reserve, like a system, maybe an Amiibo collector's edition, would would the employees' reserve come out of the same pool of product, or did you all get to reserve your separate from the allotment for customers? I can't tell you how many times I'd go to reserve something as soon as possible only to find out that it was out of stock already. I kind of figured that was the case, and I never blamed you all, but I was just wondering. Yeah. Um, short answer. Yeah. Short answer is short we didn't. Answers, yeah. 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 I mean, we, I mean, we the would. The thing we'll say is, like, we would get the first picks of that stuff. It just it is what it is. Yeah. But I can't remember a time where we had a product that we all at the store reserved and there was none left to reserve to a customer. I don't think that ever happened. I want to say there was probably times where it got close. Um, yeah, how, maybe how, we had two or three or something. Left. Yeah, how it would work is if it was something that was limited and we knew it was going to be limited, corporate in general would tell us ahead of time, like, you have 20 to reserve. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'd give us like a sheet to put up on the door or something. So we'd be like, okay, well, I want one, Kyle wants one, and you two both want one. Okay, we have 16 to reserve. Yeah. So we'd write a 16 on the door. Um, there are so yeah, I mean it, it sucks because that is how it works. But I mean that's that's one of the few perks we got was being able <laughs> yeah. to get stuff that For other sure. people couldn't For sure. get. For sure. um, you know the it did work against us sometimes because there would be things that would be limited, like. You had to you had to pay for the full thing on like a like a web and store order, which would be like we'd order it off the website for you. But if you were the yeah. only person working, you couldn't ring yourself up. Yeah. So, so like if, so if it wasn't like your store gets to, but like the reserves are on until they're gone, you couldn't get one. So like there were yeah. a couple of things that like we would get close to missing out on, and we always told like uh, we tell like our boss and stuff like this is this is BS because like we can't even get them. And we're the first people in the store. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, that's too bad. It's like, well, you can't even try to take care of your employees this way. Like limited systems, like DSs were always the worst. Those because, were the worst. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Pikachu, I remember the Pikachu DS specifically, we had two. And people came in and the first per- the first two people bought them. And then, you know, the next person wants one. It's like, we had two, man. They're gone. Even if I wanted one, I couldn't have gotten one. Um, yeah. You know, I will say that, uh, you know, we would we would hold stuff for ourselves uh, longer than they had to be hold, held for. Oh, for or, sure. Um, you know, we would tell people we didn't have stuff. That would lead to some <laughs> problems when people were ignorant. Um, a good a good I'm example. Horizon. This, this is a good example. Yeah, Kyle. Horizon, really, okay. So I reserved the Horizon Collector's Edition for the first game, and hadn't picked it up yet. And the way reserves work is you have go quote unquote 48 hours to pick it up before you're supposed to sell it. Uh, Or if if your DM has your say, no holds for reserves. That was always the classic one. We never follow. So first off, fuck you. Like if you you get your store fucked over. That's how you, that's how you get people really pissed off. So we would, we would hold stuff for minimum 48. A lot of times if the game came out on Tuesday, like a week, we'd hold it for a week. The weekend. Like, you know, people are busy. They work. They can't, you can't just drop what you're doing and, Come in here Tuesday to get your game. We or, or you know, we, or we tell people when they reserve it, like, "Hey, man, if you're not going to be able to get it right away, just call us." 
Tell us yeah. when you'll get yeah. it. I'll put a note on it, put it in the drawer. I don't care. Yeah. It started, it didn't, it wasn't a problem until they introduced this, this pickup at store option, mm-hmm. which was a nightmare because it would see that it was in your inventory and send mm-hmm. a request to your computer that says, pull this for this person. <laughs> and it's, exce- yep. it's either you say, yeah, I've got it. And you send, it'll send them an email saying, yeah, I got it. Or say, no, I don't have it. And it'll send them an email saying, no, I don't have it. So, but it's up to that person to read that. But it's email. up to that person to read that email. Right. So mine was mine was sitting in the back because I was waiting for I think I was waiting for payday to get it, and um, I got a I got a hold request for it, and I was like, first off, that shouldn't even happen yet because I think at the time it happened, it shouldn't have been able to happen because there were restrictions on what you could place holds on. Yeah. But I immediately within I want to say within a minute said, no, we don't have this. Yeah. You Told did. the guy, no, we don't have it. Sent it, didn't even think about it. Hour and a, hour and a half later, this guy comes in. Yeah, I did a hold request for the Horizon Collectors, and I drove all the way from an hour and a half away from here to come get it. And yeah, I said, I know where you we don't have to. that. It's not available. He's like, what do you mean? I said, "You, yeah, I saw your request. I, I denied it. I had him get out his phone, look at the email. says, we don't have this in stock. He's like, what do you mean we don't have this in stock? I drove an hour and a half. <laughs> so you just blind said, yeah, I'm going to come get it. Didn't check to think the email that you got responded to immediately or yeah, even called like, the store or anything like that. Right. He's called the store if you're that far away. He's called the store if you're that far yeah. away. Man, like, I half. Would. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and I, I basically had to tell the guy, like, we don't have it. It was reserved for someone, and they have not picked it up yet. And he, and he started, like, to throw a fit. And then what happened was our DM was on vacation that week, I want to say. He was. And another manager from another store was, like, quote, unquote, in charge. Interim. Yeah. yeah. So the guy goes home and fills out, like, a nasty survey. And saying, well, I, I put this thing on hold and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, it was denied. Um, it doesn't matter who, if it's for me or if it's for another customer. Like, I told you no. Yeah. Not my not my fault. You didn't. It shouldn't have mattered. It shouldn't have mattered. Yeah. So then he writes this nasty survey. And I get a phone call from the other guy who's like the acting DM. And I was, a, <laughs> the funny part was I'd also worked for this guy for a while. And he was one of the yeah. worst when he was a manager and I was like a, a third key. And he was one of the worst managers I've ever had. He's the kind of guy who always gets promoted one level too high because he oh. can't. He he also was like what I would equivalent to like a car salesman. Yeah, smooth talker. Like, but he but he was also he knew nothing. He knew nothing about nothing. Video yeah, games. About the um, his inventories were awful. They were always bad. Um, I remember one time scanning games in an inventory of his when all the cases were empty. Uh, it's like, <laughs> hey, where are all these? Oh, I don't know. That's weird. He would get stuff That's stolen weird. all the time. He was just bad at his yeah. job. Jeez. So he reads he reads this guy's thing. He's like, well, I'm going to give this guy a, a GameStop gift card <clears throat> for his troubles. I'm like, what troubles? Because he didn't read? Because he drove an hour and a half without reading or right. calling? Yeah. Or calling. Like, Wasn't it like, it was a substantial gift card. too, like 50, 100 bucks or something? Something like that. Like, and he wanted me to pay for it at our store. Yeah. I thought we were forced to do that. We were. Or was that a different? Okay. I was. Because, you know, it's a DM decision. I don't have a choice. That's yeah, stupid. again, it's another reason like ignorance. Ignorance pays at GameStop. Just if you're a yeah. customer, just lie, lie to the lie to the store leader, lie exactly. to the DM. You'll get whatever you'll get you, what want. you want. You'll get what uh, you depending want. on the DM. But yeah, so um, when it came to amiibos and stuff, like yeah, um, but that was only a problem for a little bit when they when they got real hot, and then it got to a point where we had to do like orders for those through the website, and that thing would just crash while we did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a nightmare. But yeah, it's 
Um, we would do our best to we would to for sure. put an accurate number up of what we had available. The switch was like we that would. too, where you know we all wanted once we took that number out. Um, we got a lot of switches though. I remember yeah. it was, that wasn't the worst. It's this this problem specifically didn't come up too much. It, no, it really it, didn't. It eventually it changed to the point where it was just like it wasn't a a, a number you had. It was a time period, and it was like yeah, if if they don't get in within four minutes some other stores did it they would do really really stupid ones i remember a, ba- a bad example was they had they had something that was like website only or reserve only but they messed oh it was the zelda collectors for switch you remember this where it went yeah, live in the system but since all of the stores on the east coast open an hour earlier than the next stores do they were <laughs> they all didn't gone. get any out there yeah they were oh, all gone and everybody on no. the east coast got them and that led mm-hmm. to this whole like huge problem of it did it did yeah it was just oh my god that was a nightmare too but um yeah I mean it, depending on what it was we'd get restocks but amiibos amiibos became a problem for a long time and then eventually sure. they just weren't anymore amiibo I would say yeah amiibos were probably the worst for a while when, for a while, when yeah, they switched sure. it to that so um last question we have not a GameStop question but I point out uh Alex from Westland Michigan I thought this was interesting Westland Michigan is the sister town next to Canton Michigan where I used to live oh boy so that was oh cool. nice uh it says hi all with you all being huge retro collectors, I'm curious, has there ever been a holy grail you've come close to and missed by like a fraction? And what are you all's currently holy grails for retro? Thanks. Um, I got to think about it for a second. Like ones I've missed by like a fraction, I have to think about. I mean, I can tell you my current holy grails. I have two. One of them is is fucking Dracula X. Mm-hmm. Dan knows that very well. The other is I would like to find a reason, and this will probably never happen. I would like to find a reasonable copy of Ghoul Patrol. Oh, yeah, Nintendo. yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen now. It just keeps going up and up. I've only ever physically seen it in person once. So, and it was like at that time, and this was a couple years ago, it was like almost 500. So I'm sure it's only worse now. I think that was the one at the MGC, right? That it, we was, saw? it was, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, I have a way to play it now with that collection and, you know, on the, on the Super Nintendo Mini, I have hacks. So, like, there's ways I can play the game, but, like, mm-hmm. I would like to have it for collecting purposes. I remember, I remember when there was a time where people thought that, you know, all these re-releases and all these, like, things would, would drive those prices down. And it's yeah. actually had the opposite effect. It has had the <laughs> so opposite effect. made things worse. Yeah. Um, as far as ones that I've like missed by a fraction, I mean, the only thing I could count would be, you know, Hey, I, you know, had two opportunities to get Dracula X and they were both fucking counterfeits, right? (laughs) but I can't say like I ever like drove into a store because it's a different thing. It's not like a modern game or something like it's not like driving into a retro store and it's like, Oh, this guy was here five minutes before you and bought this. Like it's a different kind of experience. So yeah. Um. I don't really have any where it's like, hey man, I like I went to this store, you know, and I missed it because somebody else came in. Like the only other time I've ever had a retro store hold something for me was that uh, sixty four Castlevania, and they held it for me. It's not like somebody else came in, <laughs> so I can't think of anything else. Like I missed it by something. Well, yeah. You want to talk about like you know limited run games? That's a different. Story, nah, I mean, yeah. limited mm-hmm. run is a weird company now. A um, weird company can order something and not get it for a couple years and it's just hey man like where's my zombies collector's edition if anybody from limited runs listening where is it (laughs) 
been tomorrow. Tomorrow it will have been a year since I ordered it, and I've heard nothing. Jeez. Not it's probably not even in production yet. Um, it says in production on the website. But that means nothing. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> um, things I've missed. Um, you might remember this one, Kyle, but I missed a copy of Mega Man 5 boxed for Nintendo because yeah, I remember, I, but where was it at? Half price because remember our coworker um, basically hounded them into holding it for him. Yeah. I remember. And he, then he would like rub it in my face. Like my, the biggest problem we had with him is before I started working there, he didn't care about retro stuff like at all at all. No, he, he did not care. It. And then once he realized that I did, it was like a switch flipped in his brain <laughs> and he had to get everything all the time forever. And it was just really weird. But I mean, like, he was he was mad hustling it too. Though. I mean, he'd be going up to the garage sales in the morning and reselling. He would be, he stuff. Would be fighting the other resellers in town because our yeah. area, our area is notoriously dry for stuff. It is um, because there are so many guys that do it. There's at least five or six. There's at least five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like we, uh, when I see like garage sales and stuff, I just I don't even think about it anymore because it's every time I've gone, I've never found anything at a garage sale. No. Um, at a flea market, at the flea market, a couple times, but those people tend to know what they have. That's um, that's my experience too, at least around here. Yeah, and or or they tend to know what they have and think it's worth twice that. Um, yeah, so that so I don't even think about that. But Mega Man, like half price is is the one place around here where they at least regularly get some stuff. But depending on who's pricing stuff at that place that day, they it could be anywhere from a good deal to. Who the hell nice. priced it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was that. There was one time they had a a Bomberman for Saturn that I sat on. It was like two hundred, and I had a coupon, and I kind of sat on it. And then one day, and then finally, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to do it because I had the coupon, and I went in there yeah. and it was gone. Um, so I, I haven't really missed too much, but like sometimes I'll see stuff that I'm like, man, I probably should pull the trigger, and I don't. Um, in terms of like a grail right now, just because I like the Super Nintendo so much, like I'd really like a copy of Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's, that's I've talked to Cal about this before, but like I, I have that copy of Musha for Genesis that I'm yeah, not a huge Genesis guy. So yeah. like I'd probably, if I could get a, a, a boxed Harvest Moon out of that somehow and like, you know, make the numbers work, I'm I would probably, it. I don't even know what the value of each one of them is to each other anymore, yeah. but I would probably do a trade like for a complete Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo. I would trade a Musha for Genesis since that would be that yeah. would mean more to yeah. me being a Super Nintendo guy. I mean, I mean, the only other thing I'd say for me is like the other series I'll start collecting for a lot too is the East games, like the older ones. Oh, some yeah. of those get pretty pricey, but I I love that series. So, uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, only thing I can think of is when one of my best friends had me go pick up. Super Mario um, Legend of the Seven Stars for him because he got it on a Facebook deal where oh. the la- lady was selling it like that and a couple other games for like 20 bucks or something like yeah. that. Oof, man. And he was like, hey, man, are you busy today? And I was like, no, nah, I'm off. And he was like, can you go pick this up for me? And I was like, dude, really? Like, I've been looking for this and you, you ain't even going to say nothing? And he was like, well, I've been looking for it too. And I was like, man. And I was like, and then you're going to make me go get it for you? I was like, alright. Alright. But, um, but I mean, so, I ended up getting a copy of that by myself. So Should have been like, yeah. man, I got there. She's gone. She, didn't have it. <laughs> she couldn't find it. 
So, really but I, but I actually, when I went to that lady's house, I ended up buying her everything she had because the other stuff in it was okay, but it wasn't like nothing crazy. But I know everybody was going after Super Mario, so I was like, I'll just buy the rest of this from you. That way, you just don't have to worry about people trying to poach you. For the pri- and, I mean, especially if the price is right and she's willing to get rid of it. Yeah, pick it up. Um, as far as now, I don't really have any like grails I'm really looking for. The only thing that I'm looking for now, it's not really a grail. Like it's not not pricey. I just don't really want to pay eBay price for it. Is a uh, jade cocoon. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. got I kind of got a remembrance of that one, and I was like, you know what, okay. I do want to find that one if I can out out and about. So I mean, it, even if I don't like. I just don't want to pay. I don't want to buy it on eBay if I don't have right. to. That's the other yeah. thing too. Is like the other the other grails I have is like I have a you know most Final Fantasy games that are out now. I would like to get the rest of them boxed. Like I don't have any of the Game Boy ones boxed. Like I have all the advanced ones boxed. Like all the DS ones. Everything else is completely yeah. set. Like the Game Boy ones. So like, but at this point, is it? It's probably easier or smarter to just buy a complete box copy. And yeah. sell the game than it is to try to find a box in a manual problem. Yeah. What about like garage sales by you? Like, is it better than where it is where we are? Because like where we are, like I said, we have a group of like we, I don't know about my town. We games at the most is what I see. We. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not horrible. Um, I I when I go to garage sales, I ask everybody if they have anything they want to sell. Right. So that's the first thing I normally say. You got? Do you have any old video game systems or video games you want to sell? Because you know, I mean, the benefit is being in the South. You know, some of these people live out in the country and they collect stuff. So I mean, they don't care. I'm yeah. bound to come come across somebody who's like, "Yeah, I've got this whole Nintendo lot I could sell for twelve dollars." You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'll pick that up." <laughs> um, but the downfall is we do I like I do have a lot of resellers in the area, so yeah. they they potentially pick through everything they possibly can. Um, like I don't really go to flea markets, but we also don't really have a, a retro video game store in the area that can like that takes trades that might have like cool things. Like yeah. if I want to go find anything, I have to go at least an hour, hour and a half away. Okay. to try and find something. So I did find there's one store about an hour away now where I'm going to take a bunch of my loose discs games that I got for free and see if I can get credit to go buy just, you know, maybe Whatever. something there. Yeah. yeah. Just because I'm never going to use them or play them and I might as well go ahead and get rid of them if I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it it's, it was a lot better a couple of years ago than it is now it's just you know video game mark video game buying is just so it's crazy now yeah it's like everybody thinks super mario like the og super mario is like 45 dollars. it's and i'm like that game is so readily available everywhere that's that's not a price tag like that's not suffice it's not sufficeable so i mean i don't know i still go out and look i just i don't have high hopes anymore yeah, so. if, I, if I'm if I'm looking casually in the area, like I'll, I'll hit up half price just to kind of see the one That's the one by me right. has the prices have uh, have stabilized and kind of fallen back below market North. value. So like I okay. did get I did get some Super Nintendo games there a couple months ago, like some weird older like um, 
like RPG ones that I that I never had before, like Dungeon Master and something else. And they were both like um, I think I got them for like twenty percent less than like what you would expect to pay. So that was kind of nice. That was kind of nice that for their for them to a have something for Super Nintendo, you know, worth getting, and b to find them under market value. I'm not I'm not super opposed to paying market value when it's for something I'm interested in. Right. Yeah. But but um yeah, so but like sometimes like you know this half price will they'll go insane and stuff will? will be twice what it's worth. What and it's it, worth. and it's literally no. just because of who who priced it that day. Like, yeah. It's it's that place is weird. But if I'm if I'm casually looking, I'll make it a point to go there and just kind of look around. But like you, the the closest video game store to me is it's like an hour, uh, at least an hour. The other one's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> the and one then that if I like to go to the from us, it's two hours. Away. Right. Well, that's yeah. farther for you now than it is for me. But like, if I want to go, yeah. if I want to go north of us, it's at least another hour and a half that way. So like, it's yeah. tough because I can't just go to a video. We we used to have one in town. Uh, relatively, it was kind of just down the road, but it was bad. It wasn't. Um, it yeah. was the guy. The guy who ran it. Um, I don't even know if he was. I, I, I told Kyle this story once, but I, I went to that store like 10 minutes after open <laughs> once. Door was open. I walked in, open yeah. signs on. Nobody there. I was, in that <laughs> store, I was in that store by myself for probably 15 minutes. I was in that this, store for so long by myself that somebody else came in after me and thought I worked there because this, no one else was there. This same scenario happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I went uh, – go and do a different couple different guitar stores i went to one that's like maybe two towns over from us i walked into the store i looked around for like 10 minutes i saw no one yeah i could have easily just take it i'm I talking t- like these are guitars are like 1200 on the wall like i could easily just took one and walked out yeah this yeah. this place had like uh like a, a wire like bin of super nintendo games i could have just grabbed handfuls and started walking out yeah, the door exactly and then yeah. finally finally after this other guy came in i was like look man i don't work here and i don't know if anybody's even here Ten minutes later, some guy comes stumbling out of the back, like his mind blown oh, hey. that people were in the store. But um, I never really found I never really found anything good at that place. Yeah, it was always I never did either. Garbage. So. Yeah, like that's My how best. it was here. Uh, we had one for a while, but the store smelled so bad. Like, yeah, it smelled like no offense, your mother's basement. <laughs> after after a halo land party of all weekend it was like it's just the worst and like okay. you'd walk in and just get hit with it but like he didn't have horrible stuff but it was just unmanageable to be yeah. in that place and it, it's it's sad too when like those are your options because i went on a vacation a couple months ago to to iowa and while we were staying there I, I looked it up and I found one that was like relatively close to where we were saying. I was like, all right, I'm going to run over there and check it out. Place was great. Said yeah. cool stuff, stuff I hadn't seen before. Prices were good. The guys working the counter were great. Um, yeah. You know, exactly. I got good copies of everything. It's I was like, damn, dude, I can't have this by us. Like, damn. Yeah. Like, I'd be in there all the my, time looking at stuff. I'll say yeah. my best luck around here, and I have not been to one since the pandemic, but I, I'm kind of hoping this year. Uh, they and they run it twice a year. We have uh, what's called an all night flea market. Yeah, and it's you've gotten, you've gotten some good stuff. It's there. fucking incredible. Uh, I've gone three times, and like I said, then pandemic hit. Uh, I think they had it last year, but obviously we didn't. I go think they did because I saw it come up. Um, I really want to go this. And year. there is there so. is another place that you and I have I've not been to, stuff. Kyle. That's okay. like um, it's like an indoor. It's like an indoor flea market. I think I've shown it to you before. 
Where like, okay. I see the guy post stuff online all the time where it's like it's got racks of stuff. I'm sure it's all generic overpriced stuff, but it, you know, it, it's worth it's it worth to go look. Out. Yeah. So be, like yeah. one day one day when we you're free and I'm free, we should just go yeah, check we it out on a weekend. Just but definitely it. market. I think I want to do it this year, so because yeah, I've sure. gone. You found good. It used stuff. to be an annual thing. I've I've gotten good shit from good that, Xbox stuff market. there. Yeah, good Xbox stuff, good PS One stuff. So, yep. So, but anyways, that's gonna cover it for this for this edition of the podcast. Uh, we as always send your questions to podcast five seventy two at gmail.com, especially your GameStop questions. But uh, anything at all, I mean, if it's a retro question or something too, please send it in. Game crazy too, uh, if you if you remember. Game crazy, it. yeah. I would love if to hear, remember. I'd it. love to hear people who remember Game Crazy because I worked there for <laughs> seven years. <laughs> well, well, you've heard it here, so maybe yeah. maybe somebody will. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, but as always, we'll be back in the next two weeks here to talk more about what's going on in the world of video games. So thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Thank you, everyone. Whenever you listen Take to care. This.